This week on the program, you better roll a number. It's the start of the summer blockbuster extravaganza with Scooby-Doo, the movie. I'm Andrew Jupin. Raven Radak. Sisky-Doo. Chris Rabin. <laughs> and we rate movies. <laughs> Hello, everyone. Welcome to We Hate Movies. Thank you for tuning in, and thank you for joining us at the very start of the 2020 summer blockbuster extravaganza. We are here talking about the blessedly short 86-minute runtime <laughs> film Scooby-Doo the Movie from 2002, directed by Raja Gosnell. Uh, have we got any previous episodes from this motherfucker? I, I feel like there, there's got to be something. A lot of them seem like stay tunes. Uh, oh, we have, is this a, a first movie of his we've done? I don't know. I like because like Big Mama's house is out oh, there. Oh, sure, <laughs> um, it's out there. Look it's out. out there. And I mean, there's other. If you look at the guy's filmography, it it's wreck with it. Yeah. Oh well, never been kissed. That's an okay movie. Oh hey, Scooby Doo Two Monsters yeah, Alive. Sure. <laughs> Show dogs. Oh, Man, both if, Smurfs if, movies. If Beverly Hills the, Chihuahua. Sorry, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but if this movie is the monsters being leashed, I would hate to see what Unleashed is. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the monsters uh, unleashed is just pornography. Yeah, uh, it gets hornier. It definitely gets a lot hornier. Ooh, the Yours, Mine, and Ours remake. Home Alone three. Oh, do you know how he got all this? Is he used to be Chris Columbus's editor? That's yes. Oh. We've seen him. I think. Yeah. I feel like I've seen. I think he edited Home Alone, right? He did. Uh, yeah. Home Alone. Home Alone Two. Oh, Mrs. Doubtfire. Nine months. Chris, Miracle Chris, on Thirty Fourth Street. We have to keep the Donald Trump cameo in this. Oh wait, that's the part two. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> well, he did also edit that. So. Oh, there we go. Yeah. Chris, we got to keep the Donald Trump. <laughs> <cameo>. <laughs> uh, yeah. This is a movie I have not revisited since the year two thousand two. I did see this in theaters. Ugh. Uh, well, don't uh me. You know exactly where I'm coming from, Cabin. It was fucking the multiplex days, man. See it for free. Sure, I didn't see this until about a year ago. But oh, well, we good for you. It is good for me. I um, hate I, this fucking movie. I don't think I've ever sat down and seen this movie, but I've watched... This is like a big HBO movie, you know what I mean? You're puttering around the house. I feel like I've watched like 30 minutes of this movie a couple times. I bet you Warner Brothers was putting out the fucking streaming rights for this title fairly cheaply. Like, oh, you want to play Scooby-Doo the movie? Yeah, go right ahead. $10. I feel like I saw this in the theater as well. And I think it was just like a disappointed walk to the food court afterwards. (laughs) (laughs) Totally. There was a lot of... I used to roll up to the theater and see what... I didn't even look at what was playing and I would go to the nearest show, whatever, time-wise. And it was a bad move. Did did Taco Bell have a Ruby Ruby? Ross for this? Uh, I don't... Was there a food tie-in anywhere? I don't recall. It would have been awesome, but I don't recall. It it does have a music video uh, tie-in, which I highly suggest everybody look for the video for Outkast's Land of a Million Drums. Oh, is this what you is this what you texted us? Earlier? I did. Yes, I ignored I that completely. Yes. <laughs> Just wholesale ignored it. It is perhaps the only time you will see Killer Mike go full Adam's Family Value rap. Uh, 
it, it like he's just rapping about Scooby Doo, right? Because he does the. It's like they took the song and they made it in the Scooby Doo soundtrack, and like he's got a verse where it's just like Scooby's doing this and eating Scooby snacks, and we're going over here Wait, and solving a mystery. Scooby Doo's cool. <laughs> dumb, dumb question. Killer Mike was an outcast. No, no, he was just uh, he's from Atlanta, so but he just joined on. Okay, got yeah. It. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it's the outcast song, and then he just does mm-hmm. this other verse about Scooby Doo. Now, Cabin though. Was Land of a Thousand Drums just a separate song without the Scooby Doo stuff? Uh, or no, I'm, no, I don't. It might have been on. They had that greatest hits record with like two new songs, and this might have been on that. Like so the, 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 the only way you could listen to this song is with that Scooby Doo. Yes. Okay. I would. I love the idea of like buying like the the complete works of Outkast and being furious that the Scooby Doo song isn't on it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't think there is a complete works of Outkast, but there might be. A uh, quick question around the horn, because uh, we're doing animation damnation. We're of course doing Scooby Doo uh, this month as well, so we'll talk about that a little bit there. But I'm curious about: Are you guys anybody? How did what's everybody coming to Scooby Doo with in terms of like? Did you watch this as a kid? Did you not? Did you hate it? Did you love it? This uh, mash. This is probably why I didn't run out to see. I watched maybe three episodes. Oh, wow. Okay. wow. Before, like, I really just did not latch on to this one. Oh, yeah. It was big in our house. I mean, and like, I've seen like, you know, the traditional Scooby-Doo where it's like kind of what this movie is based off. I've also seen the fucking gimmick shit where they're like rolling around with the Harlem Globetrotters sure. and fucking Batman and Robin are hanging out. Like, we had it on a lot. I don't remember what station aired it though i mean it was everywhere because it was just yeah. syndication at that point i'm like, trying to I, think I, of like where things. these yeah like where did these things live before did, like cartoon network oh okay that's a good question because i remember cartoon network used to religiously play scooby-doo in the mornings yeah. yes yeah. uh eric your, your thoughts on scooby-doo um they're <laughs> negative <laughs> um, all i have are negative scooby thoughts um i thought it, i mean i watched it a bunch growing up like I couldn't probably I've probably seen a hundred episodes of the old yes. shit, but I couldn't really tell you much details at all. I mean, I was just more of a the Magilla Gorilla Show fan, if we're gonna what be the honest. World? <laughs> I mean, I we did, got wait, wait, wait. one. <laughs> Hold on a second. What is that? It's a type of gorilla. It's a kind of gorilla. You see him all over Hanna Barbera properties when well, they his, all get it, together. Wait, his name is Magilla Gorilla. <laughs> yes, he's not a. I, he's a not Magilla a, is not a type of gorilla. <laughs> I don't. Well, I don't know this character. I'm no, I was correcting ape. it because Chris Cabin's just flying through this explanation without clarifying. <laughs> well, I'm no, actually, ape, man. The original title for the White Apes in Congo was Magillas. I actually, I think I really liked Scooby-Doo. It wasn't something I ever was like, oh shit, Scooby-Doo's on an X time. I want to watch it. But since it was on so much, and it is just such a blissful, especially the classic version where it's like, you know, so formulaic and, you know, so iconic. Everybody's doing exactly the thing you expect them to do. I I really enjoyed Scooby-Doo as a kid. I also loved, as a kid, a pup named Scooby-Doo, which is a little, uh, it was a a younger, it was, it was them as younger people, as like little kids, but it was like, self-aware a bit and i was like oh this is really smart that's happened twice now because we did an animation damnation on like a newer scooby-doo property and it was similarly very self-aware and i think that self-awareness was you know it added to the success of that cartoon sure which i did go back and watch like a couple more of and it's totally entertaining i don't remember the actual name of it Steve, steve uh what's the name of this thing what What's the name of this thing? Oh, you were a, talking? A, a pup named Scooby Doo. 
does he like die? Does this the first Scooby die at the end of this? <laughs> no, 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 no. Because no, that no. sounds it's like a, a cancer movie. You, you're right. It's a, it's a Dennis Quaid movie. They kept throwing <laughs> yeah. Scooby in the river. I mean, no. I think it's a natural, uh, you know, thing for a guy like me to be attracted to that cartoon. One, you know, it's a bunch of people solving mysteries. I love a good whodunit. Bunch Ooh. of ghost stuff. I was always right. fascinated in the paranormal. And one of the fucking major four characters is a lovable stoner who loves dogs. I mean, come on, dude. It's right there. It's built into my DNA. I just had this big flashback. They used to air this on the Cartoon Network or maybe some other local channel syndication, like at 5 a.m. and like 6 a.m. Oh, wow. Oh. I used to watch it before I got on the school bus at like my school bus was like 6 30 in the morning oh my god <laughs> yeah me too but my was, soul just tried to jump out of my body I had like mine a was gorilla and bus friends. ride gorilla and friends garfield and friends <laughs> oh yeah they did also air that earlier uh so this movie it is the first live action adaptation of this franchise we should also say uh Key thing here, I think, as to some of the bad comedy, not for nothing, uh, written by James Gunn. Yeah, I think that that's, I mean, I think that that's why this movie is as good as it is in italics. I think, you know what I mean? Like, I, but it's also why it's as bad as it is. I think. Well, and I, the reason why I highlighted it, though, I don't think James Gunn is a bad writer. What no. clearly happened, and you can read about it a little bit. His script was like way more adult and they wanted to go for like, actually, again, more of a winky winky kind of thing, which they still do a little bit in the movie. But apparently, and again, this is just all Tribune trivia. Who knows for sure uh, if this is actually true. But apparently James Gunn said somewhere that the original cut of the movie garnered them an R-rated release. Wow. And he recycled all those ideas into Slither. <laughs> yeah, I think that was the idea. Yes. But, uh, anybody, any Slither fans out here? I saw it once. I kind of really enjoyed it's, it. It's, it's not bad. Okay. Yeah, it's okay. Okay. Fun movie. Okay. So, question about that movie. I never saw it. Um, I was really put off because it was always just like, I think the poster or whatever was like, could you imagine a fat person? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's that's the trailer, Eric. The poster okay. is just a, a woman in a bathtub. It was the bathtub with the little creatures yeah, yeah. and stuff, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. Fat, you know, like Fat Bath or whatever that movie is. Like, I was like, no. <laughs> fat Bath. That bath? Wait, you'll so the you'll never survive the fat bath. Here comes the tidal wave. <laughs> you can get it in the tub, but you can't get out. Fat <laughs> 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 yeah, I never saw it. <laughs> I said it's fine. Uh, the, the fat bath is going to pull the plug on you. <laughs> uh, but so, yeah, so this is this live action thing. I have to say right up front, we start off one of the fave things we have to point out here on this show. The WB logo. Uh-oh, Scoob's taking a bite out of it. That's cute, isn't it? Mm. Oh. Just like McGruff the Crime Dog. How did I miss that? I feel like this movie, more than any lately, I was like checking my phone. I could not. It's like, it, it's only 86 minutes. Blissful, mm -hmm. as you said, but it felt longer than Pirates at World's End to me. <laughs> it, does, it does feel like a longer 86 minutes. That's very I, true. I think if we say Pirates one more time, our entire audience will unsubscribe. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's where we are. We've pushed them to the limit. All right. Chirates. <laughs> there you go. Byrates, Pirates. 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 Okay, so Jack Sparrow in this adventure, what he gets up to is uh, he falls into a fat bath and <laughs> becomes a big person, and that's uh -huh. horror. I need I'm to see enormous now, savvy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this, this cold open, though, is kind of what I just wish the movie more 
was, yes, yeah. yes, you know, it's absolutely. a way more traditional Scooby-Doo case. They're on the case of the Luna ghost, I believe. Mm-hmm. And it's a ghost in a toy factory. And I actually like the design of this ghost. It's yeah. cool looking. It's a Chiodo Brothers nightmare. You know what I mean? Like it's it's fun. It's silly. Chiodo oh. Brothers? Uh, they did uh, Killer Clowns in Outer Space. They did oh, the- I thought you were talking about the Scolari brothers. <laughs> they were tried for murder and but received the As chair. were the Chiodo <laughs> brothers as well. <laughs> okay. That's good to know. I do like the levitation of this thing, and it's fun, and it's cheesy. But, and, but the, I mean, this cast, this cast is trash. I will say. I know say Matthew Lillard ha- is good, yeah. Half yes. of this cast, I think, is trash. Uh, it's the, the married couple that's barely trying in this well, movie. Oh, my, I forgot they were married. My, yeah. my favorite thing in the trivia is that Freddie Prince didn't want to do this at first because he didn't think he could match the greatness of the tone. Of the original cartoon. He was, yeah. right. He was right. He was it's right. not totally Macbeth. Right. Like, it's no, but fucking Cabin, Scooby-Doo. But Cabin, he was yeah. right. He's totally right. <laughs> right. I understand. I mean, this is Freddie Prinze Jr. He couldn't Ooh. do Macbeth. He couldn't do Fat Tub. He couldn't do <laughs> Scooby-Doo. Well, this guy, he's been pretty much banished from acting, right? Is that is that correct? No, he's a massive voice actor now, dude. Yeah. He's all over those Star Wars cartoons. Oh, he's, good yeah, for him. He's in you Star know? Wars Rebels. He plays a, a, a Jedi Master on like, that. I mean, that show's over now, but I don't know what he's up to lately. I, he's He's like found a home doing voice stuff. Good for you. I, but I think it's like I think like Lillard and uh, Cardellini have this kind of like oh we're gonna do the cartoon it's the cartoon come to life got it and like Fred has a real voice you know what I mean like by our good friend Frank Welker it's like absolutely like, hey, hey gang how's it going like that kind of a thing yeah and I did it poorly there but like you could lean into that a little bit you did it better than Freddie does it because <laughs> he doesn't even fucking try to do it. Like, you definitely need that, like, golly gee willikers yes. Yes. Uh, doofus attitude. And, like, the way that they make him in this movie is, like, they solve this case and everything, and they're being interviewed by the press, and he's this fucking hot stud that everybody wants to S that D. <laughs> and it's like, no, he's a fucking goofball in an ascot. What are you talking this about? This is also Blonde Erasure. They should have gotten a real Aryan for Thank this. You. Because Thank that's you. what fucking Freddy is. <laughs> it's true. Like and like Daphne is also like just kind of boring and like they don't do anything with That's it. That's right. People don't realize that in Scooby Doo mythology, uh, Freddy escaped a Nazi castle that was having breeding experiments. <laughs> Got and, it. Uh, castle <laughs> Wolfenstein. Yes, uh, exactly. Of course. Spent some yeah. time in Argentina and Brazil. I got a special Castle Wolfenstein, by the way. You got to make dog <laughs> puns on this episode. Do you, do you know who would have done a better job and Anyone? also a better act? Well, R.I.P. Paul Walker. And that's yeah. a blonde? Yes, absolutely. Yep. You know, he said, oh, hey, oh, that's cool. Let's go get our pink slips. Hey, gang. Yep, <laughs> totally. Like, just toss in his, like, California accent, modify it a little bit. Mm-hmm. Definitely could have done it. But also, done a big, I way kind of also job. want a, a hulking brute, though, too. Like, that's you know, yeah. he, he, like, just the design of all these characters is so specific. You know what I mean? And that's what they try to yeah. do that a little bit. Lillard gets it. Is pretty damn close. Lillard, but, uh, no, Lillard is on it, dude. Yes. I will, I will defend Matthew Lillard in both of these movies, and I think his voice acting as Shaggy is also great. But in this movie, he's got it down to the fucking physicality. He's yes, doing sure. the goofy fucking arms and how like Shaggy like moves his like his wrist like up and down when he walks. Like he gives a shit. Like yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he actually cares, and it, and it comes across on the screen, and it's nice, and he's and he's interesting to watch because he cares. 
it is it is a, a whenever he's done on screen you're like where's shaggy kind of a situation <laughs> absolutely i mean so much so that like there's a there's a brief moment in the movie where you see so like they they solve this mystery fred takes the credit for it they get in a big fight and they'll break up in the parking lot i, I do want to be clear the first line of this movie is sarah michelle geller complaining uh whilst being like carried by this ghost that she's got a massive wedgie because you want to think about that underwear right in that Right mm-hmm. in that area, you guys, because mm-hmm. that's yeah. that's what we're doing here. This is horny Scooby Doo, my friend. It is horny Scooby Doo. And now that we're talking about the clothing, can we ask what fucking time this is supposed to be? I know, and this is where it's like, are we adapting too literally from the cartoon and making them nineteen seventies? And I know that kind of had a wave back in the early aughts, but it doesn't. It, it feels well, they feel out of time. <clears throat> yeah, well, you know who started that? And correct me if I'm wrong here, but those fucking Brady Bunch movies. Yes. Uh, yeah. That was like the start of that. And in this, it's weird because you're right. And it's weirder when they like sexify Daphne and uh, Velma and also Fred when they're all under like mind control. Yeah. Their clothing is brought into the early aughts and like they just keep the color palettes. Yeah. It's, and it's nuts. It I gets mean, yeah. crazy. Just like make it set in the aughts or make it set in the 70s which i prefer that'd be cool fucking fucking shaggy on some lewds or something (laughs) hey man i think those are getting a little expired scoob he's crawling around like the wolf of wall street (laughs) the wolf of wall Street. (laughs) yes uh yeah, no, it's funny because Sarah Michelle's ass mm-hmm. uh, gets way more screen time the first, like, ten minutes of this movie than her face does. <laughs> Absolutely. Because this ghost is, like, holding her under its arm, and it's, like, springing all over the place, and the other three are trying to save her, and every time they cut to the ghost, and you see the ghost, like, from head on, her ass is just, like, under her arm. It's a real, hey, I got kids here, and it's this weird kind of thing where they're trying to have it both ways, where they're trying to do... A really faithful, let's bring a cartoon to life adaptation like uh, the Flintstones movie. Right. And they're also trying to do the Brady Bunch movie, which I'm glad you mentioned because that's exactly what this kind of is. It's like that dark, ironic, like, we know the whole trope, but we're kind of making fun of it, man. Exactly. And the beef is, you know, those Brady Bunch movies fucking lean into that. Mm. This movie, it it's just a half measure. And exactly. when that happens, it all just gets watered down. Yes. And that's why I wish they would have let more of this James Gunn, you know, more adult script live in the actual final the, cut. The thing that I felt, the, the movie that I kept thinking about the most is The Son of the Mask. Mm. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. That's like, that's the kind of cartoonish world, but mm. like the action isn't necessarily cartoonish unless you speed up parts of it, which is annoying as shit. Yeah. Well, they're doing that in this movie because that's like the cartoon. Yeah. We, I, we sh- and it's also the CGI, which is really oh, what oh, sinks oh, this oh, movie. Oh. I mean, like the a CGI, fucking stone. I remember in 2002, like sitting in the theater watching the movie and being like, Scooby doesn't look good. But <laughs> yeah. it's, it's like, I guess the best that they could do. And then like you get those monsters later in this movie. And I'm like, well, that's definitely terrible. Like, <laughs> yes. a, like a dog with like fur and everything. Like in 2002, I get it. That's pretty difficult. We hadn't come that far yet with animation on, um, you you know, know, on computers. But this shit, holy crap. It's uh, 2002 and uh, you know, Saboba just finished. He rapped <laughs> on Phantom Menace. He wasn't in uh, Attack of the Clones. So maybe Saboba could solve some adventures in this. You know, you know. a mystery. <laughs> oh my god oh yeah scoob and the gang have to sol- solve the trade dispute 
you know, in in 2002, you know, Ross just didn't have the the technology to make good rabbit lizards, you know? They, They just didn't have it. Dude, no one would give a shit, but if there were special editions of this movie, I'd be curious to see, like, what they would do with Scooby now. And I should also, because we're talking about, like, you know, how things would be better with new technology or whatever. Has anyone seen Scoob, this new thing? No. Yes, it's fine, but I don't care. What? And it's It's fully animated, right? Yes, it's fully animated. More for children? More for children, yes. Uh Uh-huh. Question I, uh, to Chris Cab and the yes. Scoob aficionado in the room. Uh-huh. Yes. Uh, Simon Cowell cameo? Uh, yes, it's terrible. It's disgusting. I don't and want to talk about I, it. Can I ask who that is for? <laughs> oh, uh, hold that's on. a fucking brain teaser. Wait a bit. Let me let me check with my manager. <laughs> nobody? Yeah, yeah, it's nobody. Yeah, it's nobody. <laughs> nobody. Okay, it's for nobody. Okay. I mean, Jesus Christ, just talk about like you have this totally fine little Scooby-Doo cartoon. And then here's this thing that's going to date it horribly with having that asshole in it. I mean, like, yeah, I mean, I guess people still watch America's Got Talent, right? I guess. Yeah. I guess. Is he on that? I, yeah. He's on one of them. Is okay. It, um, was it the X Factor? That's the question. I don't know which is we which. We should probably save some of this because Scoob might be one of the only movies to come out in 2020. <laughs> so in January, we yeah, might our be January about- is going to be a really fucking interesting month, man. <laughs> You're so not this wrong. YouTube video, right? <laughs> <laughs> So Asylum releases movies that are kind of... Dude, I'll tell you, speaking of Asylum, really quickly, so we're all on the Pluto TV kick uh, here yes. at We Hate Movies. It is one of the biggest mysteries of my life right now as to how this thing fucking exists. But here it is, and I got to tell you, they got a channel for that. Yeah. And you're like, why do you need all of that on a channel? <laughs> If you're me, you might watch a couple of those movies. If you're me, yeah. if you're, I, I like the asylum. Not, not that I like them, but they're but trash. Just, they're fun. Yeah, it's but so it's stupid. Like, I just, I can't, I cannot abide. And this is also why, uh, you know, I think like ninety nine percent of trauma is terrible. Oh yes. sure, like Absolute I can't abide dread. by like we're intentionally making a bad movie. <sighs> they don't. I mean, they think they are, but they're worse than they think it is. So it's kind of like this weird <laughs> snowball thing. Also, it's kind of. You're not allowed to legally put on an asylum movie before twelve forty-five in the morning, yeah. so mm-hmm. there mm-hmm. is some there's some stuff going on there. Steve, I think you and I have to start do start doing some like Instagram live like late night. What, what are we watching on Pluto TV? A, a night owl show at two a.m. Absolutely. Would anybody watch that? I bet our West Coast audience would watch that. <laughs> <laughs> so they solve this mystery. That, you know, I, I will say there's a there's a kind of a funny thing where like Shaggy's on a skateboard and they're floating all around. And I had to ask, what is this fucking like ska song that they have when he's he jumps on the skateboard? It's immediately fucking Tony Hawk pro skater. Like, yes. It was so, so dating we, it. We were still in the haze of the pop punk revolution. Some 41 was still out there. Good Charlotte was still oh, out there. Oh, there were they ever. I mean, the, 2002, I mean, we are in the... We, I mean, we've said this every time we've visited this area. And I, I, and obviously, time-wise, this is we're in the worst timeline. I know that. I'm well aware. 2020 yes. is the worst. But culturally, 2002 was just a void. It was a void. Just. It, it was, was really bad. Mm-hmm. It was yeah, really I'm, bad because, like, I don't know what could be worse than the fucking diuretic leftovers of the 1990s. <laughs> and that's what the early 2000s is. It, yeah, it's like the leftovers of the 90s with that, like, approaching, like, that George W. Bush fascism streak. Yep. And sure. then every single thing is 
like, oh, you look at the houses and they're all like br- painted brown on the inside, oh, and every girl's <laughs> trying to dress like Britney Spears, and I'm just turning <laughs> into Rush Limbaugh. <laughs> it is, but it is. I mean, and that's the thing is, it's not the uh, the the shitty aftertaste or diuretic uh, uh, leftovers of the the '90s. It's the late '90s, and the late '90s were yeah. gross. That's yeah. where you yeah. get a lot yeah, of ribbed sweaters. In the late '90s, you started to get all the the boy bands, and every all culture suddenly started to feel even more manufactured than it was before. And actually, speaking of manufactured culture, a movie that does exactly what this movie tries to do, a twenty times better. Uh, and actually, whenever this movie is "quote unquote" saying something, it's just aping uh, Josie and the Pussycats, which is a much much yes. better movie. Yes. Oh, I was I had my fingers crossed. That's what you were going to say yes. because that movie, ex- like, came out in the time that it's talking about and does a great job at just fucking brutally making fun of all of that. Yes, exactly. And 30% of it is not a talking jib-jab saying, I'm Ruby Roo. <laughs> we should get, I mean, like, he looks like shit, doesn't he? I mean, yeah. like, he looks, I mean, looks, the he's te- still lovable, thank God. He is, but, like, they try and give him texture, and he looks like a weird tennis ball kind of he a thing. He does? Oh, my God, you're right. He looks like a brown dog-shaped tennis ball. <laughs> And it's just not what the, I mean. Like the other one was kind of ugly. Scooby Doo is always kind of ugly. What, what, he had gangly, like a fucking uh, an Adam's <laughs> apple, like a what, fucking I don't know. It's amazing because we're still not there yet. Because I saw Call of the Wild, and that dog also obviously Awful. looks fake as shit. And it's just like, can we stop with the dogs? <laughs> Get a real yeah. dog. We all love dogs. Everybody loves dog. Have a dog in a movie and don't kill it. Or, How about know, that? Put a, Try that. Put a cartoon in this. You know, make it fucking Roger Rabbit. I don't give a shit. Honestly, that would be, I think, more comfortable for my eyeballs yes. than them like trying, like pushing the limit of 2001 CGI and saying like we're trying to make this dog as realistic as possible. Especially when like Call of the Wild is a little different because that's supposed to be a real dog. This is a cartoon dog. All sure. we know of this dog was it looks like a cartoon. But just true. make it look like a cartoon. But the I mean, style looked bad is the problem. I'm sorry. I'll cut you off, Chris. No, it's I, the whole, every creature, I mean, Scooby-Doo and the rabbit uh, lizard things. It's all what? like a fucking Leisure Larry's like Halloween special. <laughs> oh my God, <laughs> you're right. It's Who's going to whip it out on this special? It's leisure Suit Larry? Yes, that now, fucker. This was a game from the 1990s. Ask your grandparents. It was like a jack-off game. Pretty much. It was like the yeah. early stages of JOI videos. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, well, no, I'm remembering that right, right? Like yeah. it was like a horny game. Exactly. Yes. Leisure Suit Larry crawled so JOI could walk. <laughs> uh, like he was always getting in like sexy situations, exactly. very boobtacular it, images and there's, stuff. There's ways to like, you know, play the game to get girls to undress or whatever, yeah. or, or it, increase the sexuality of a situation, which would enable you to win the game, I believe. If all the illustrated pornography and heavy metal was too self-serious for you, this is where you went. Right. <laughs> well, absolutely. Okay. I can't jerk off to that stuff. Guys, we're going to get together. We're going to play Leaders to Larry on Twitch. Coming out. <laughs> Oh, and uh, our audience will last five seconds, no. I guarantee it. <laughs> hey, someone better at technology than us out there, write into the mailbag and tell us how to do that. I'll fucking stream that shit. Yeah. They, d- they do break up, and it is, and again, again, this is the very, like, we're hanging a hat on all of the tropes of the show where, I mean, although Fred being a glory hog is a new thing, 
to me anyway, where he's like, yeah. I'd, I'd never seen this. I, th- I think a pup named Scooby-Doo had a little bit of that. He was a little bit uh, uh, overzealous, but not to this degree. Well, the thing is, like, 9-11 just happened, and we needed alpha males in the <laughs> yes. movies so that people will sign up to go to war. That's absolutely right. No, you're right. Yeah. That's, that, 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 it's that thing of, like, I'm a doof, but I'm an, you know what I mean? But I, I have to be right at every t- turn, yada, yada, yada. Yeah. Uh, thankfully, unlike the United States of America, Fred learns a lesson at the end of this movie. <laughs> I mean, the, the trouble really starts when the Pam Anderson cameo comes in. Yes. Oh, right. and that's when that's when I'm like, what time is it? Yes. Where are we? And, she, and, you know, she's looking worse for wear in this one, too. Well, what is uh, what is the timetable here as far as VIP? Oh, VIP. Good question. You gotta look at Pam Anderson here on the old IMDb. I forgot VIP. That was a TV show like like alias or something it was like an alias slash charlie's angels kind of thing but, but it was like totally far, syndicated we're far away from barbed wire i know that much is that the, was 96 is that is where when's the tommy lee sex tape <laughs> uh early a, aughts here we are yeah vip vip 1998 to 2002 so that's like so this is the ending yeah. of it basically yeah yeah um yeah she is basically like the gag is the old man that they unmask as the ghost is also like Pam Anderson's stalker, which is all, I guess, it's bad and whatever, but it does not understand, uh, justify or explain in any way why she's driving the mystery mobile. Yeah, I mean, because you got it's a celebrity and we love celebrity culture. It's 2002-ish. We fucking love right. that shit. Although Another we, massive offender of that, by the way, sorry to cut you off, Eric, is those sure. fucking Austin Powers movies. Yeah. The yes. second of which was out at this point. Well, I was just going to point out that the old Scooby-Doo cartoon did that with like the Harlem Globetrotters, et cetera. So I guess there's yes. precedence. Yeah, no, I, yeah, I hadn't thought of that. I don't know. It's and that's, still that's, what Su- that's definitely what Sugar Ray's doing later, which we'll get to. Oh, oh, fucking oh, Sugar God. Ray. Are you fucking God. kidding me? I forgot already. Uh, and it hasn't even been 24 hours since I've watched this. They break up because uh, Fred takes all the glory. Velma had the great idea. And want to and stop you, you real quick there. Uh, there are Teen Beat magazines with Freddy on them that he mm-hmm. is signing at this. Oh, that's- well, that's the other the other weird part of this. Uh, you know, I wrote in my notes, they're famous, question mark. Yes, that's yeah. a great because, yes. again, celebrity culture, man. Oh, man. Don't you want to be a, a celebrity? Yeah, yeah, I, it's just dumb in this. Everything's instance. that I new mean, uh, that that uh, uh, lifestyles of the rich and the famous song uh, by was that Good Charlotte? That, that is, was, yep, dude. That is one of the worst songs you'll it's, ever hear. I mean, you complain about this Teen Beat thing, but like honestly, it was kind of sweet that he signed Dylan Baker's copy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, can you make it out to a really big fan? <laughs> yeah. let, let me tell you about the dreams I have. Oh God, you won't last five pages uh yeah so they break up everybody quits uh they go their separate ways obviously except shaggy and scooby scooby is his ward and yeah Uh, i'm sorry but prince jr is reading his lines and geller is just doing her thing which i mean i I think she's pretty close to good in this but it's just sort of (laughs) (laughs) i will say i don't think she's as bad as he is there's even a moment in the movie though where it's when she's fighting that fucking luchador i believe yeah uh, she definitely has a line that's straight up delivered like she's Buffy Summers. Yeah, there's no difference between the two characters. I mean, like, she's a little ditzier, uh, Velma oh. is, but that's it. Well, that's and good she- to know because I never watched Buffy. Now I don't have to. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the character is also just written terribly as compared to the other characters. Yep. 
Like all the other ones have something specific about them that they're exploring in some little way. Daffy really doesn't. No, but she's trying to, but it's written so fucking poorly because like they're they're going off of the 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 format of the cartoon where it's like, you know, Thelma's the brain, uh, you know, who always like would come up with the plans. Shaggy and Scooby are doing their thing. Fred is like the muscle slash like handsome dude and Daphne gets kidnapped. And in this movie, they're trying to subvert that and like bring it into the 21st century by having her be like, I was taking Kung Fu lessons this whole time. We broke up, guys, and now I can defend myself. And it's like. It's so like overwritten and then like clunkily executed in this movie that it like the whole effort is just totally washed out. Yeah, no, for sure. And I mean, and Velma is obviously. I mean, the, the weird thing about Velma. I mean, like, I think Linda Carlini is very good in this, but there there is she's this pretty thing. Good, yeah. There is this thing where like she's the, as fat as Velma could be. Not not that Velma was ever like fat, but you know, she was always a full figured gal. You know what right. I mean? And they never. They I just ne- watched that episode last night. <laughs> I love I mean, that they, they, I didn't expect to see Velma in a mini skirt where I could see, you know, the curvature of her inner thigh, which <laughs> yeah. you can in this movie. Oh, oh, wait till you see the next one where she's in latex. <sighs> Chris, did you watch the next one already? I, per- I, like, I with I, this, I did when I watched this one for the first time. So last year, yeah. <laughs> but she's like small and mousy and like you know whatever. But this is like she's just like this. And again, like the, she turns into this bombshell by the end of the movie, and it's like I don't know. It's first just like, of all, I'm sorry, it's Linda Cardellini. That's hard to cover up in the first place. No, of course, well, of course. Let me just but, put that out. But that's there. what I mean. You could have hired a different actress, possibly. You know, and I, yeah, I, sure. Just to get some. I mean, like, because the point of at least Velma, you know, growing up, it's like not everybody looks like Daphne. Not everybody right. is Daphne. Kind You're of a included. thing. Sure. Yes. Exactly. Right. Yeah. 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 No. I, I mean, you I, got I totally shaggy, mentioned. dude. <laughs> yeah, no, you're you're right. And Although I guess Shaggy it, should be enormously fat. I would love it if it was a big fat Shaggy because he's eating all the time. I mean, it's a, it yeah. sends a bad message. Like I want to eat a, a fucking six stories high sandwich, but Absolutely. I look like me. I do love that in this movie they took the note from Casey Kasem's original request back in the seventies, and in this movie, uh, just like when Kasem was voicing him. Uh, Shaggy's a vegetarian. Yes, which is kind of the next thing. Which is a, this is a funny joke. It's an Adult Swim joke through and through. And there's a couple of these here where they cut. Everybody breaks up, and like, what's everybody doing a year later? And we cut to the mystery machine, and smoke's coming out of it, and reggae is playing. And you're like, uh oh, are they? No, they're smoking meat. That's or smoking food. Yeah. Like, oh yeah. You cannot have that. You know, you can't have that scene without the musical cue of um, musical youths past the duchy. That's yes. the song that's playing. So, you know, immediately what the joke is. Yeah. Which it, they didn't like the first cut when they used Cypress Hills. I want to get high. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this movie introduces Scooby Snacks as a thing. And it's just actual dog food that even humans ingest because they're vegetarians. And it's kind of like a anti-vegetarian joke in a way that it's just like, oh, their food is like trash and <laughs> no one's actually getting high even though there's so many allusions to it. I mean, they should be getting high and apparently yeah. in Gunn's original script, it was straight up like, we're acknowledging marijuana, we're saying, you know, weed, like the smoking pot, like the whole thing. But um, I, don't even, I don't even mind this joke. It's a fun, like this, if the whole movie was this where it's like, oh, here's this sort of adult sort of idea about how adults view the show now but we can still frame it for kids so they like it i'm okay yeah. with it but yeah but so much of this movie is like spike tv guys for guy movies here's her tits yeah it's yeah. Melba, but here's her tits 
I do love also that when we cut to the inside of the trailer and like you see what they're doing in the van, you see what they're doing. Scooby is wearing a bandana on his head. He looks exactly like Christopher Maloney in Wet Hot American <laughs> Summer. And I don't know if that's supposed to be a joke because he's like, Chris Maloney was the cook in that movie. And yeah. so like Scooby's the one who's like cooking the food. And I was like, are they making a Wet Hot joke with that? I mean, either way, it's fucking hilarious. He looks exactly like Chris Maloney. I, think, I love it. I think a lot of chefs do that uh, for the heat. Um, I'm sure, yeah. Uh, it, just, it just reminded me of Maloney instantly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, oh, we also, there is a great, you see Shaggy, like, I think you hear him say it before you see what they're doing. He goes, talk about toasted, which is <laughs> yeah, also great. Ooh. And I love also, and here's what I wish the movie was, and it's not because you got two stoners living on a beach, uh, you know, in California, living in their van, solving mysteries, like some 1970s fucking neo-noir or some shit, you know, or <laughs> like the PTA movie or something. Right, and here advice should be happening at the same time. <laughs> I just, I wish this movie had texture, and the texture is all, like, shiny, you know what I mean? Like, yes. that old show, like, there was, you'd go into a creaky old mansion, and I mean, like, yeah, it was shitty Hanna-Barbera animation, but, like, you felt the creaks, you know what I mean? Well, like, that's the th- like, even once they get to Spooky Island, which we'll get there, everything looks like a fucking Nickelodeon set. Yes. Yes, it definitely does, dude. It all looks like fucking Legends of the Hidden Temple and all that shit. And it's like, yeah, that polish really hurts it because they're at this, like, Spooky Island is like this, you know, horror themed, you know, exclusive resort where there's all this like polishy, you know, hotel room shit. And even like the the set of the castle looks like like fake and shit. Like, you're right. They should just go to an actual castle. Like, yes. oh, we all, because what happens is they all get letters. This one dude comes to Shaggy and Scooby and he's like, hey, man, uh, here's an invitation to Spooky Island. Uh, this dude, Emil Mondavarius, needs you to come solve a mystery. And so the, the four of them, like, all wind up at the airport together and they're going to this island. And it's like, I just wish it was the island from. I still know what you did last summer, right? <laughs> I, Speaking I, of Freddie Prince. I figured that's what those letters had in them. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do think this movie reminds me more often than not than that horrific Broken Lizard movie. Oh, Club Dread. Yeah. There are people out there, close friends included, who will tell you that that's a great movie and you can keep it. I like the yeah, first Super Troopers wrong. movie. It makes me laugh. But the, yep. everything else since then. I had been- a really weird thing with the Super Troopers a few years ago, maybe like two, three years ago now. Uh, we came across it on like HBO Go or something, and I was like, "Wow, Super Troopers!" And Chelsea had never seen it. And I was like, "Oh, babe, oh, oh, oh babe, <laughs> yeah. babe, babe, you got to see this movie." And we watched Super Troopers. First of all, uh, unbutton your your top uh, your, your top <laughs> button because you're gonna start laughing. And dude, I'm telling you, I watched the movie, and it was probably like the fucking nine thousandth time I've seen that movie, but the first time in uh probably like fourteen years. I didn't laugh once. Oh, really? Yeah. I was like, I think the bulb that I had for this movie inside of me, like, burned out. <laughs> That's very, 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 very. And sh- it was just kind of like, nope, I'm done. I showed my wife Beer Fest, and she thought that was very funny. Beer Fest is actually, oh, yeah, Beer Fest yes. is number two I, I for me. I still think it holds up, kind of. Yes. I, like, I thought I, it was okay when I saw it in the theaters. I haven't seen it since. It reminds me, though. Has anyone watched that Netflix show? Netflix show? Mm, Dude, there's some that? Netflix show where it's like, it's a comedy where like two guys are running a fucking brewery or something, and it looks like fucking broken lizard reject shit. Oh, okay. I, I can't recall the name of it, but I was just watching it and I'm like, how is there not a We Hate Movies television? Yeah, show that's at what this I was about point? to say. You want fucking broken <laughs> lizard lizard dog shit or runoff or whatever? Call us up. <laughs> 
we're right here. We've been here Reach for out. 10 years. We all hate movies at gmail.com. Right in Netflix. Oh, uh, Come on. Oh, guys. No, guys. It's the Fractured Snake uh, show. That's the <laughs> Fractured Snake. By the way, oh, getting back to the movie. When, no, you know, first of all, Chris, it cannot be Fractured. Oh, we're a Fractured Snake. We're doing right-wing comedy for right-wingers. <laughs> you will not tread on us. You Unless you're going to tread on a banana peel and then you'll slip on it. Conservative comedy. <laughs> Conservative comedy. Come on. <laughs> oh, fucking total oxymoron there. You're, Kevin, you're, what were you saying? What? I, I was just saying that it should be called Fractured Snake. Before it went was, all alt-right. <laughs> was alt. it Eric that was saying yes, something? Yes, I was saying something. I was about to <clears throat> make a brilliant ob- observation about the film we're here to talk about today, <laughs> yep. which is Scooby-Doo from the year 2002. <laughs> um, Who directed it? Uh, it was a Raja Gosling. Oh, okay, yeah. cool. I'll just start the episode over. <laughs> um, so <laughs> they're at the airport. They're all getting together. Velma mentions that she was yep. designing hydro-powered missile defense systems for NASA. So she's an imperialist pig. Yep. Yeah, 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 totally, dude. She's working for fucking Space Force Oh, now. you guys were really excited. Uh, you're working on your book, huh? Well, I'm finding new ways to track and murder Muslims. <laughs> <laughs> Jinkies. I <laughs> Jinkies, it's a drone strike on a wedding. Jinkies, I programmed an ethnicity detector for NASA. <laughs> they said the Star Wars system would never work. I fixed it. <laughs> Remember Kazakhstan? Yeah, neither do I. Jinkies. Oh, yeah. Thank you, Eric. That is such a weird throwaway line in this movie that they never fucking explore ever again. Well, this is the idea that you you should be using your genius to help propel the weapons of war of the United States. It's 2002. It's it's such an extreme, like, okay, you're using your genius for one of two things in your life, I guess, Velma. Solving quaint mysteries or designing weapons of war. Can I say those quaint mysteries? You're filling up the jails. Good job, Velma. (laughs) Totally. You're filling up the jails with with a bunch of fucking octogenarian costume enthusiasts. You know, Velma's not the ally we thought she was. I want that article written. <laughs> like they did about Pennywise the Clown. Oh, man, did he get fucking slandered? Oh, yeah. Because he like, kills he, gay people did, in, the, in the second movie. Yeah, he, did you see that yet? It no, too, I haven't found the seven hours. It, uh, too, it starts with... Uh, fucking Pennywise the Clown committing hate crimes for some unknown reason. Against Xavier Dolan? Oh, what? Xavier Dolan's in that yes, movie? Yes, he's the guy who gets killed. Maybe he was hiding from that fucking horrendous movie he directed with uh, Jon Snow. You see that shit? He was hiding from the, the fucking creditors. <laughs> no, what, what movie is this? Oh, God. It's called The, the life? life and Death of Fucking Somebody. Mm. Dude, I saw it in Toronto. It's one of the worst movies I've ever seen in my life. Jinkies, can- I'm using your search history to find the nearest mosque. Jinkies. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. We're, us at Fractured Snake are proud to present this hilarious <laughs> little skit about opening a mosque in Manhattan. Are you kidding me, folks? Come on. We'll watch you tune in. Here it is. What if we put uh, missiles in space? <laughs> uh, I just I wanted to find that fucking movie because it's just so bad. Um, a big question, though. When they're in the whole uh, airport scene still... And like, so they're talking about like what they've been doing since they all broke up and whatever. And Daphne, no one believes her when she says that she's been training in martial arts or whatever. Does Sarah Michelle give them all the finger right there? Did I see that that. right? No? Yeah, I didn't. I, uh, 
counselor. I, I cannot recall. Uh, yeah, gotcha. I, I thought I, I thought recall. I saw some bird flippage there really quickly. And, By the way, the name of that piece of shit movie is The Death and Life of John F. Donovan. Oop. It's Kit Harrington, Natalie Portman, that fucking Jacob Tremblay. Susan Sarandon, and Kathy it, Bates. It's trash. It's that, total trash. I this come out? Shit, Jacob Tremblay. <laughs> <laughs> Disgusting shit boy, Jacob Tremblay. <laughs> you know what? I, I, uh, I'm i not a fan of Jacob Tremblay, although I think uh, I really enjoy, uh, for that reason, I really enjoy Dr. Sleep, and I'll say no more. Uh, oh, <laughs> my God, Steve. Uh, that is dude, actually I, one of the funniest moments in cinema. Yeah. <laughs> Supposedly, this movie was released in the U.S. on December 13th of last year, but obviously not a lot of places. It's been a year since Game of Thrones ended, and I cannot imagine a circumstance in which I would voluntarily watch Kit Harington. I just, I can't imagine it. I cannot imagine it. Check out Pompeii, dude. Well, actually, yeah, for this show, probably. (laughs) <laughs> I do I, I do love, but I, here's the thing is I certain trappings in this movie I'm a sucker for we're getting the gang back together come yep. on yep what but have we been doing though, for a year I'm into that sort of thing as well I do like it apparently though there were a bunch of deleted scenes where you see what they were actually doing Mm. Yeah, and it's you like what? I'm sorry. This movie's fucking 89 minutes. <laughs> Tack on another three and tell <laughs> it's, it's just Velma start at, here. Just start here, and they're old. Yes, and they hate each other. It's been and 10 years or something. Yeah. At least. Like, maybe the start was fucking 1980, and now it's 2002. Or here's what, here's what it is. cigarettes and shit. <laughs> here's what it is, Eric. Guaranteed. Uh, we start the movie. It's a slow-mo, pseudo-animated musical montage led by a Bob Dylan song. And it shows you, like, the Mystery Inc. gang uh-huh. over the years. Oh, I like yeah. that. You know? And yeah. then, like, you get the whole story during the opening credits uh, much like that Zack Snyder Watchmen right. movie is what I'm referencing. Mm. Come yeah. gather around, <laughs> children, wherever you roam. You'll run to me like a Scooby to a bone. <laughs> well, I shot JFK. <laughs> I'm Scooby Doo. Uh, oh, it's the Ray of Pigs. <laughs> <laughs> I will say, uh, speaking of uh, what Velma's been doing, a flashback, it's her in a CIA lunchroom. James Gandolfini <laughs> shows up. Uh, I hear you uh, like to hunt terrorists. You've got quite a flair for it. Well, Jinkies, I sure do. You also, uh, you also appear to have a flair for orange dresses. <laughs> Listen, uh, the covertly, you can't wear orange quite as much. <laughs> Uh, you know what they could do? They could do yeah. like the big chill. You know, Scooby yeah. is dead because he's a dog. Doesn't live as long. <laughs> or and- Scooby killed himself. Oh, yes, Jesus. Course, yeah. yeah, he's the Kevin Costner of the group. <laughs> it's him putting on his collar in the beginning. <laughs> and then they just all get together for the weekend. And they're like, ah, oh, damn. It would actually make sense because you could have Shaggy be the William Hurt character and he rolls up to the the chapel where the service has already started and he's got like a bunch of fucking grass and pills in the car and stuff and he's like intoxicated at the service. It would play. It would play. This is how Scoob would want me to mourn. His eyes are (laughs) bloodshot. He's also trying to fuck Meg Tilly at the exact same time. (laughs) Oh man, I didn't even think about it. Jeff Goldblum would be a great Shaggy. Would he? I think he would. Uh, I think he's I got the build for it. I think he can get himself in that zone. I don't think he could do that voice or the physicality well, at all. all I is, believe um, in him. Uh, um, uh, uh, <laughs> he must be high if he's doing that. So yeah, much. for sure. Oh, oh he never does true. that. <laughs> uh, so, and then Shaggy is the last to show up, and they're like, Where's Scooby? The dumbest joke of the movie is Scooby is dressed up like a woman. 
like an old lady Dude, in a sundress. In the year of our Lord, 2002, you try and get a dog on a plane with a fucking dress on, you are you are spending a couple of days in, in solitary. Absolutely. And here's the like less annoying, uh, funnier version of this is Shaggy has some throwaway line about like, Oh, yeah, they don't because he does say like they don't let dogs this big on the actual plane. And so he has to say something like, so he's just down in the luggage carrier in a box or whatever. And then you cut down and the joke is he's getting immaculate service. It's like first class dog service to Scooby-Doo. And they have like a bad economy flight or something instead of just dressing him up like a woman. Like, I get it. Like you're making a cartoon come to life. But this felt more cartoonish than the actual cartoon did all, all that's missing is like some dude being enamored with scooby like oh my yep. like, that's he needs a it's got to be a fucking some like it hot old man <laughs> yeah. who's yes. horny for him and he's like yeah. well i gotta tell you rama wrong and the guy goes eh nobody's perfect exactly. and then he fucks that dog yes. mile high club with scooby doo oh Right? Like he goes the to the bathroom. bathroom and the guy's like, You've been looking at me this whole flight. He's like, Row, I haven't. <laughs> oh my god. Scooby Doo oh, with those bedroom eyes, you <laughs> dog. Uh yeah, but it's him and Shaggy and this uh introduced to and it took me like this is the double take. She has blonde hair in this movie and she's yep, much younger than I remember her being. I mean I just yeah. didn't know she was acting at this point. Uh Isla Fisher. Uh and I was like, Holy shit, that's Isla Fisher. And also, holy shit, she's not wearing any clothes. Yeah, yes. it's crazy. She's dressed like fucking Daisy Duke on this plane. I, and it's weird because I I was like, is that Isla Fisher in a movie that came out three years before Wedding Crashers? Well, that's weird. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I assume she was just born on the set of Wedding Crashers <laughs> and came to life immediately. But birthed. I mean, she was great in The Beach Bum. And oh, that, yeah. by the way, I don't know if we said it on that on those episodes, but that is the best Pirate of the Caribbean movie. <laughs> yeah, you're not wrong, dude. It definitely is. That, you could have made this movie that movie. Then I'd be that's the adult Scooby-Doo, by the yeah, way. You're right. Matthew McConaughey is Shaggy. Yeah. He pretty perfect. much is like if Shaggy really got in deep with Miami weed dealers. <laughs> yeah. Instead of that, oh man, Zach Efron, a great Fred. Oh, that's yeah, yeah. He's big and hulking is what I want yeah. in my friend. Is he yeah. big? Well, he's know. got. He's at least like he's fitter. Yeah, that's now true. Than but, Freddie I mean, Prince Jr. He's not a big dude. Freddie, he's like Freddie Prince sculpted. Jr. was just like a skinny dude that somehow ended up in movies. Because my dad. But the, I mean, I, also, I, Eric, mean, I don't know how much clout his long since dead father had to do with <laughs> let me tell you it didn't fucking career. hurt i will say the night uh, in the late 90s early aughts you're talking boy bands we liked dudes that weighed 141 pounds soaking yep. wet mm-hmm. yep yep he fit he fit that bill exactly uh, so uh oh, Isla fisher the- by the way her name is mary jane oh yeah, another uh, yeah another another classic joke she uh-huh. introduces the Scooby snacks being dog food she likes to eat because she's a vegetarian and that's what vegetarians eat. And it's just dog food and it's not, apparently it's not like weed anything. It's not edibles, no. <laughs> it's just dog food. I didn't read it so much as a commentary on vegetarianism one way or another. I just read it as like they're both stoners and they get the munchies for weird things. Maybe that was just me. I buy that. I mean, it, there's other ways to read it. You're eating fucking uh, eggplant and chocolate sauce a couple minutes before this. I'm yeah, like, you, you know what, man? You might as well go eat some dog food. Uh, Give me pure Alpo at that point. I'll eat it out of the fucking bowl. Also, oh, man, I'd, I'd fucking pay a lot of money to see that. Um, 
there is another thing that it was driving me crazy, man. Uh, you know, the flight that they are on to Monster Island, it is through like Monster Air. It's all or sco- Spooky Island. Yes. Spooky Air, excuse me. Um, and so like the flight is like everyone is going to Spooky Island and everybody is excited to do so. And we're being crazy on a flight. Yeah. No, thank you. No, thank you, ladies and gentlemen. Where's the fucking air marshal for this? Because we learned it's it's like a tour. It's like a a, a spring break kind of uh, destination kind of a situation. Well, the, yes. it's it's a airline specifically for this island. So Rowan yes. Atkinson not only has this insane island that would put mm-hmm. everybody out of business. Even fucking Richard Branson couldn't fucking afford this thing. <laughs> and then on top of it, bought an entire airline to get you there. Yeah, I think I he is not, supposed to be. I would not want to appear in those flight logs. I'll tell you that. <laughs> <much. laughs> uh, I think he is supposed to kind of be like a Richard Branson esque, like yeah, you know, Richard Branson, hey, every Epstein type. Hey, are we going to Epstein's <laughs> Island or Spooky Island or the same island? I'm unsure. Oh man, either way, I'm gonna be terrified. <laughs> oh man, Spacey's on this one. <laughs> <laughs> that dude's always hogging the good seats. Jinkies, this is a mystery I better not solve. I don't want to die. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna eat an enormous sandwich. <laughs> Oh, man, that ghost looks fake as fuck. <laughs> so they fucking Oh, land. no, it's the ghost of Vince Foster. <laughs> oh, you got some. That's right, folks. Fractured snake comedy. <laughs> <laughs> you got Stephen Hawking here, man? That's <laughs> fucked up. Oh, no. Was he on those yes, flight he logs? Was. Really? Well, there are pictures, too. So they land on Spooky Island. They're greeted almost immediately by Rowan Atkinson. He's like in a little suit thing, like welcoming people with a scary voice kind of a thing. And then he pops out and introduces himself. I grew up shadowing, by the way, Mm. foreshadowing the ending. I grew up right. I grew up with Mr. Bean and for the life of me, every time Rowan Atkinson pops up in anything, I perk up a little bit. And this is no, no, uh, same situation here. And he's always delightful and he's uniformly good actually. Like, you know, like he always gets the project he's in, which is usually very bad and stupid and just leans into it. He's, I remember one of the biggest, uh, failures at the box office while I was working at the multiplex was Johnny English. That movie. Yeah. Mm. I remember specifically like, the opening weekend of that movie at our multiplex, there was like no one in the theater <laughs> for that movie. Like, not a soul. That's one of those movies for a while we were like, any movie that does really well in the UK must do well here. <laughs> Isn't there like fucking like four of them now? Yeah, there's like three or four it's of those insane. movies. Well, so- I knew it, it was... Johnny English Reborn, I think, was one. They, they made more than that? There's at least three. Three Johnny <laughs> English movies? What are we doing? Well, way, I think I think they're wisely fucking keeping them over there. Oh, okay. Yeah. Speaking of Pluto <laughs> TV, there's a new British network on there. Oh, jo- Johnny English channel? <laughs> <laughs> yes. And I watched two episodes of Mr. Bean on there the other day, and it was beyond delightful. It's wonderful. Oh, is that right? Yeah, it was a lot of fun. He's nice. He like went to the buffet and he, he was trying to like, you know, get up on a guy for no reason by like grabbing all the same food but more of it. <laughs> and I was like, this is relatable. <laughs> I'm laughing theme. already. Wow! Holy <laughs> shit! So yeah, you weren't kidding. Johnny English strikes again in 2018. Wow. That's insane. <laughs> wow! Him. For fucking British people. Hey Chris, could you uh, just check check in the back there? Is there anybody out there that wants Johnny English strikes again? Hey boss. <laughs> 
nothing guys sorry <laughs> no nobody wants okay no, th- thank you wants. i appreciate it it's you it's uk wants. or bust man johnny young is reborn 2011 um Eep. So yeah, he's he's uh what's something Mondavarius. He's the guy that runs the um the island. He owns it. He brought them all there because some things have been happening where and you see this weird exchange where like this and it's it's something that gets really dropped because nobody knows what to do with it, which is like these people are like getting uh these monsters are trying to act like kids so they sound like idiots, like MTV morons. Like, right. yo, dog, why are you stepping in my grill? Son and like that's hilarious because it's 2001. Yeah. I love the uh, the punk guy right here that gets off the plane with them. It's a dude with like Liberty spikes, and he's going up to some woman who could have just been on like MTV Beach House, and he's like, "Hey, Carol, Carol, how was the island? It's me, Brad." And this woman like fucking hip tosses this yes. guy. Yeah, I had no idea what was happening. And well, I that's like, how you're supposed because. Okay. Well, because Rowan Atkinson's whole thing is like, look, you guys just got off the plane and you saw all the people you were with are very excited to come to Spooky Island. But look at the lineup of people getting ready to leave. Look how weird they look. And they're all kind of like, you know, not excited zombies. They could just be hung over from Spooky Absolutely, Island. Absolutely, dude. Two, three nights in Spooky Island, I I am wearing sunglasses on that plane and a, a large hooded sweatshirt. I look like Bill Belichick in the fourth fucking quarter. <laughs> They're all being silent and courteous. There's something wrong. There's just something wrong with this. <laughs> They're not acting like fucking loud, obnoxious college kids this whole time. I will say, oh, sorry. Um, One time uh, for a bachelor party, I was like 27, we went to Montreal and I was uh, very poor. So me and a couple of buddies were like, we'll take the train up. <laughs> and we did. It's like a 14 hour train or like a 12 hour train ride from yeah. New York to Montreal. We had a blast on the way back. But my God, was that the worst fucking experience of my life going back? <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, And everyone's just like not in the mood. We were, we were all fucking mad at each other for various reasons. It's just because that's <laughs> those things, dude. Like when the trip is over, sometimes it's like, okay. We're not going to talk from now <laughs> all the way until like two weeks after we've gotten home. We need fucking yeah. friend quarantine. Yeah, yeah, Steve, I've heard the rest of the story. There was a good reason, and it was singular. <laughs> <laughs> Some things are not made for the air, my friend. That's very uh, true. Very true. I mean, the, so just to give you a, an idea here, Spooky Island, the aesthetic is Ah, Real Monsters meets <laughs> Monkey Bone. Oh, yes. dude. Oh, oh you. You're we, right. we really should cross. Cro- Cross-reference the production designers of this film and the motion picture Monkey Bone. <laughs> it's exactly what Chris described, but everything's covered in like a polyurethane like coating. Yes. Everything's like slick looking. It's huh. disgusting. It looks like if you were making Scooby-Doo the ride or Scooby-Doo the fucking stage show at Disney World. You know what I <laughs> yes, mean? Yes, oh, totally. It, it, it looks like Universal Studios. It looks like totally yes. like yes. everything yep. is like nothing looks real or lived in at all. And I guess what we're going for sort of. But like nothing ever did. So I guess it works because their outfits don't look real or lived in. They're sure. the fucking mystery van we see for only a half a second in that, this that film. That van should be on the real. plane with them. That's You're totally right, Eric. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, you're totally right. Also, there's your fucking answer to avoid the dumb a dog dressed up like an old lady joke yeah it's like we had to put the van in the cargo hold and there's <laughs> scooby fucking munching on snacks in the in the van during the flight or they're on a fucking you know a commuter boat kind of a situation you know there's a horse that gets scared and jumps off the side and commits suicide <laughs> yeah go more zucker with this 
Like, honestly. Oh, that's true. It should, it should venture towards parody. Hey, Raggy, I just watched a videotape, but I have seven days to live. <laughs> Jinkies, I think this woman used to run a horse farm. Oh, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God, you guys. Uh-huh. I have just pulled up production designer Bill Bowes, who did this movie, who the year before did Monkey Bone. Oh, shit, dude. Wow. Oh, my God. He also did the sequel to this movie. He did Fantastic Four. Oh, and I think he's got some sort of working relationship with Raja because Beverly Hills Chihuahua Ugh. and that first Smurfs movie, the second Smurfs movie. <sighs> yep. Did my Sinister man, 2. Did of, my man Raja all- do Monkey Bone? No, uh, that was Henry Selleck. Okay, okay. Oh, that's right. That was his, like, his uh, live-action director. Yeah, that was, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, I like yeah, the yeah, idea yeah. of somebody being like, ah, all right, big chopping cigar. Oh, monkey. You know what's terrible? That monkey bone. Hire someone to make this next movie look like monkey bone. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this is a strain of move- post-Burton movies that yes. the main aesthetic inspiration is the music videos of the band Aqua. <laughs> I mean, you're you're right, Chris. I mean, Tim Burton was a force, and it influenced future cinema. It's sort of like in the '90s, everything was like a Tarantino clone. Yep. Yes, for sure. And uh, Chris Cabin, I just want to confirm his whole thing here is not uh, without evidence to back it up because this production designer, Bill Bowes, who worked on this movie, also worked on the art department in the art department for at least Tim Burton's Sleepy Hollow and Tim Burton's Planet of the Apes. I am. So, so what was his, so, what was his name again? Bill Bowes Baggins. Yep. <laughs> I was waiting for it. Bill Bowes Baggins. Uh, they all break up here. They're like, "Oh, we're all gonna so-. like." Everyone's like, "I'm gonna solve the mystery by myself." And Shaggy, and it's kind of fun. Like Shaggy is like the dopey, and again, like we're not- Matthew Lillard's really good in this movie, so there's not much to say. But like he is doing this thing, like, "Oh, guys, we're all back together." It's gonna. I keep feeling bad for this character. Like I have an emotional investment in Shaggy. <laughs> I feel the same way, and I was like, "Stop doing that, you idiot!" <laughs> exactly. <'Cause> he's, <laughs> he's the only one that seems halfway human out of the cast, <laughs> and Matthew Lillard is giving a shit. Like exactly, yeah. um, and so- the the thing that's unfortunate is Velma has the least screen time out of all of them. I mm. feel yeah, um, and so you don't. Well, get it's, to it's see all the waterboarding what- she's doing off screen. <laughs> yes, absolutely. She was she was busy working two jobs during this movie. <laughs> yeah, her and uh, Jason Clark had a long relationship. <laughs> Jinkies, oh, there's an asset on Spooky Island I got to take care of. <laughs> it see was you later. Her, Jason Clark, Jason Clark's forehead. <laughs> Jason Clark's lower head. <laughs> yeah, Mark oh, Duplass ran up with a fucking list of people they need to grab next. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you have this like brief montage of them like breaking off to like each interview people kind of a thing. I do love the gag of Velma interviewing a guy. It's like a dude in a weird like huge skull mask and she's like you see any weirdos running around? <laughs> yeah, it's funny. I, I also, uh, we get uh, some Juana Man in this movie. Miguel A. Nunez Jr., of course. Uh, we know him best as uh, the dude who gets murdered in the toilet in that Friday the 13th movie. Demon. Ooh, baby, hey, baby, hey, Take baby, shit, baby. <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, Demon was his yep. name, right, yes. Chris? Yep. It? Yeah, oh, yeah. Love this guy. But he's playing the black guy, so he's a voodoo doctor. Um, <laughs> oh, right. boy, yeah. That's something. <laughs> a voodoo doctor. Uh-huh. Uh, Daphne shows up. And this is kind of a fun kind of who's on first gag where he's like, don't go to that spooky castle. And she's like, oh, so you don't want me to go to that spooky castle because you want me to go to that spooky castle. Yada, 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 yada. And it's, I mean, again, it's, I, I do think that like, Sarah Michelle Gellar is good at comedy, but there's no character here is yeah. the problem. No, and I think, you know, 
I mean, obviously, I don't know anyone's approach to a, a performance, but I feel like when you're playing, the problem that you can have sometimes when an actor is playing a like pre-developed property mm-hmm. such as this, it's like there's that weird thing of like, well, everybody knows what this is supposed to be. You know, and it, it sort of feels like that's like, oh, yeah, everybody's just going to remember that other character, you know, from the cartoon. Yeah. And I don't have to do as much legwork because <laughs> they can use their imagination or something. Yeah. Like, so I don't have to work. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I'm not saying that that's what Sarah Michelle, Sarah Michelle Gellar did. I'm just saying it feels like that kind right. of like I'll I mean, let the cartoon do all the heavy lifting. Sure. What? Yeah. It's like when you play Hitler, you're like the mustache is doing a lot of lifting here. folks. <laughs> yeah, just sure. go with it. And the <laughs> accent. <laughs> Eric Siska pro- publicly calls Bruno Gans a fucking coward on We Hate Movies. <laughs> Bruno Gans is amazing in yes. that movie. Yeah. That, a good movie. that dude. dude cared. <laughs> what? That dude cared in fucking House of Jack built. Oh, he's great. And he's great at everything. Bruno Gantz was great. Uh, so, yeah, she goes to the spooky castle. We all wind up going to the spooky castle. And this is like, <laughs> again, like we're really doing Scooby-Doo, right? We're full on in a spooky castle. I think there's uh, the the very famous bit from the show where it's Daphne. I think this happened more again in A Pup Named Scooby-Doo, which I fucking, oh, man, this, this show's really <laughs> smart. <laughs> oh, shit. No one's talking to me in my own home. But this show's really smart. Hey, guys, come look at the genius. <laughs> Steve, are you running uh, uh, the A Pup Named Scooby-Doo Reddit? <laughs> I will be. <laughs> you, you've been mentioning it a lot. What's I, this about? No, it's, 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 it's really smart. Um, the, <laughs> the, are you talking about the Shaggy line right here? Well, no, it's the gag wherein they don't want to... Scooby and Shaggy do not want to go into the castle. Um, but she's like, would you do it for a Scooby snack? And like, that's kind <sighs> of the gag. Sure. Yes. Well, I do, because this is also where Shaggy's like, no, I'm not going into that haunted castle, because every time you go into a haunted castle, yes. there's a painting that looks at you and a suit of armor that follows you when you're not looking. And I, it, that's like a successful referencing the cartoon yes. to me. Yeah, for sure. I, I did appreciate that line. And uh, Scooby falls for the Scooby snacks. He has to hear the line where she's like, well, you could stay out here alone in the dark or whatever. Yeah, and he gets... Which scooby- is another, that's a... Shaggy has been tricked like that hey, before. Hey, man, I can't go inside of a castle because then you go in there, everyone's looking at you, man. Everyone's following me around, watching my every move, I man. I can't go in there. Oh, wait, is it a meth castle? <laughs> I'll go in there now. Oh, man, that painting's got eyes. It's following me around the room. Oh, wait, it's actually got its real eyes because it's a Scooby-Doo and it's a monster person. <laughs> Uh, uh, would you do it for an oxy snack? Yeah, I would. <laughs> oh man, yeah, finally a snack to ease the pain, man. Yeah, that's right. On fractured snake, we get paid in oxycontin <laughs> <laughs> for retinol. <laughs> Uh, so when they go in, of course, there's like a big spooky noise, like right at the beginning, and it's this was from the trailer. Boy, this does not hold up. Is they have to like animate Matthew Lillard jumping into a cartoon's arms right here? Yeah, yeah. fuck this looks. It's like stuttery and like glitchy and shit. <laughs> Isn't the point to have a dog so that it's fear a fearless killer in the face of death? You know, <laughs> not my like, dog, they, dude. They should be training Scooby to sick balls. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, like a little Once Upon a Time in Hollywood dog. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Like, like I mean, I mean, this dog should be ripping flesh with those teeth. Like Shaggy should just be like, "Hey, Scoob, 
<laughs> he fucking goes and is biting some monster Can I dick. Help you, <laughs> Sam Fuller's Scooby Doo would be something. Oh yeah, like White Dog. Yeah. Oh fuck, Listen. that was Sam Fuller's Scooby Doo. I thought you were talking about Sam Wanamaker because you're talking about uh, uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Uh, oh, it would be there. It would be his. Uh, 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 all right, guys, you're you're scary, sexy, stoned Rosencrantz and Gildenstern. <laughs> That would be pretty great. That'd be uh, a, and sh- another positive addition to this movie. Shaggy has a Zapata mustache. <laughs> <laughs> I wish. It would be awesome if he just had a mustache for no reason in this movie. Uh, we're going through. Everybody winds up at the same castle, obviously. Um, yeah. Well, we see when we're walking around the castle here, once everybody's uh, firmly inside and, you know, they're like, okay, well, let's spread out and find clues and everything. Uh, we see there's like a nefarious little person behind the scenes, like doing, like flipping all the switches and watching them and yes. stuff like that. And uh, the guy basically like activates this. It's a haunted house, like sure. on the. It's kind of weird because maybe it was because I was uh, had a few Scooby snacks of my own watching this movie. <laughs> I forgot that they were like at an amusement park, and so I was like, "Oh, so now what? How did they get to this haunted castle?" There was like a split, like maybe two to three minutes where I was confused by this movie. I'm not imagining you. dog food, dude? <laughs> oh, yeah, dude. Chowing down hard. I just imagine you and Marty on the couch. It's four o'clock in the morning and you just look <laughs> over. You're watching like the seventh hour of Pluto TV American Gladiators and she just looks at you and goes, Andrew, you should go to bed. Yeah, that's it's uh, minus the dialogue. That's kind of my. <laughs> well, no, I just think you've lost quarantine. your mind at this point. Is what the idea. Oh, oh, sure. Well, then that's definitely uh, verbatim what happened. <laughs> there are so many nights though where I will be watching shit, and she'll look and be like, "You asshole," and she'll just go to bed. <laughs> this castle looks like shit. By the way, <laughs> it, it does. does. Like it a fucking does. Cancel. It, it just. It oh, doesn't. Wait, is, can we just? Acknowledge for a second that Eric said the castle looked bad and then said more of a cancel. <laughs> yeah. That's what they, yeah. I just <laughs> wanted to, I wanted right to acknowledge it because we were we were going right past it. And when you spot gold you. on the side of the road, dude, you gotta pull over and point at it. <laughs> Thank you. I mean we could use that on fractured snake. <laughs> Uh, so a lot of funny stuff happens. It becomes increasingly more dangerous. This is the farting scene that's super important, right? Mm. Uh. This fucking movie, man. I cannot believe a dog and a human fart off happens. I just Dude, I can't yeah. believe it. They find like a soundstage or something and just use it as an opportunity to stop the movie dead so everybody can pretend to shit their pants for 10 minutes. <laughs> and the Foley work here is a little sloppy, I'll tell you what. Because you want <laughs> mostly dry blasts going on gotta, here. First like, of all, we got a, we got a pro talking. <laughs> and what you really want, you want, like I said, dry, dry blasts. But instead, Stop saying dry blast, please. <laughs> and then, but oh, you get a lot of shit in your pants, wet <laughs> shit noise yes, is going it, on. No, it, it, it's super wet, and dude, it's like mud puddles getting stomped on. In First this. of all, I and also like the the dry blast thing, like like <laughs> Mountain Dew dry blast. <laughs> <laughs> and also, dog farts are smelt, not heard. You're just Absolutely. you're sitting in a room because they don't have fucking butt cheeks. It's just the exposed asshole. You're like, what the fuck did you? Oh what, man, what if we gave a dog butt cheeks? 
how and why. I guess you'd uh, like uh, have uh, to you, surgically you, add flesh. You, you you wondered so much if you could. You didn't uh, think about uh, uh, if you should. Oh, no. I've definitely thought about whether or not we should give a dog surgically enhanced <laughs> butt cheeks. entire park full of dogs with asses, <laughs> like human asses on dogs. Welcome to... Uh, uh, <laughs> Bork Rassic Park. <laughs> that sucked, and it's worse than anything Eric's ever said. So you know what, guys? Everything I say is good. That's what I keep hearing. Yeah. There's one thing, though, uh, before the farting that we have to mention is when the guy turns on the haunted house, like all the little sets come to life and shit, and what are with these fucking wall vaginas with tongues that Shaggy <sighs> and Scooby get stuck yeah. on? What are we doing with that? Are they? It's disgusting. I mean, that's the thing. Do those things die when they get hit by sunlight too? <laughs> <laughs> are they fucking the wall here? Oh, some wall fucking. I don't know about wall fucking, but like the second this whole thing turns on, there's all these like, you know, oval-shaped holes that open up like, feed me, Seymour! <laughs> oh, that makes total sense. The rabbit lizards uh, have glory holes. Ah, uh, oh, yes. That's, and that's what they're doing. That's well, that's what, that's can, what, I use, can I use those? Or is like a rabbit lizard going to like I mean, if, suck me off? Or, or what's going to no, happen? No, the then? rabbit lizard's taller, so like it could fit there. You can't get that tall. You're not that tall. <laughs> well, I don't know. I could get a box. <laughs> okay, maybe you could get a couple phone books, but like... Still. Yeah, you see, you, see the, you see that blonde guy over there? This is like me at a bar. You see that blonde <laughs> guy over there with the mustache? Yeah, he's really handsome, right? Yeah. Well, guess what? One time, he used an apple cart to fuck a wall. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's life experience, dude. <laughs> you can put that on your college application. <laughs> there, of course. <laughs> I will say the... Uh, this all happens. They all escape, yada, 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 bull bullshit. They all wind up dressing like knights uh, to, to hide from the villains. And I dumb. will say one of the few laughs I got out of this movie, Shaggy farts in this night, night costume and it sounds tinny. And I'm like, that's yep. pretty funny. <laughs> that's when the Foley guy got like snapped into attention. <laughs> He got that <laughs> echo right. He got the sound. It was beautiful, honestly. He's, honestly, it's surprising that this movie was not nominated for an Academy Award for sound design. <laughs> sound you were absolutely me. right, Chris. <laughs> Just for that part. But here's the thing. That fucking one tinny little squeaker, mm -hmm. that's way funnier than the farting yes, marathon. Exactly. You got to pick one. Like, there's, you can't have a follow-up fart joke, man. Like, once you're done with farting, <laughs> you can't go back to farting in the movie. <laughs> you're 100% right. They should have just done the night suit. I mean, I was screaming. It was like that Simpsons where Mr. Burns goes on the Larry Rude radio show or whatever it is. It's Michael McKeon. And he's screaming, won't somebody stop the farting? Because <laughs> like, <laughs> like Michael McKeon kept pressing the button yes. you know, to make the fart noises. And I was like, yeah, exactly. Someone please stop the farting. I remember saying that the same thing when I was watching Heavyweights. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they also discovered these weird training videos that starts with this woman being oh, right. like, welcome to America. And I was like, are we doing some sort of weird immigration joke with this? It's 2002. Wouldn't put it past it. But yeah, it's sort of like, that's the weird thing that gets dropped is like the idea is like these monsters are going to take over the world by posing as young, sexy teens and they have to act the part kind of a thing. Right. That's sort of I something. I guess that's the idea, but what is the like the final plan here? Are they? Is it a world domination situation? Yeah, I think uh, uh, Rowan Atkinson wants to be a god. He sucks from the soul bowl, and uh, <laughs> I think that's what he wants to do. I think he wants to rule over the world. Gotcha. He's got an airplane already. He could do it. 
Well, it's like the demons that are these rabbit lizards, their own soul inhabits a human body. And we saw a bunch of them, I guess, going to the, I don't know, where, name a place on Earth, well, America, whatever. <laughs> and I'm just trying to suss out the plot of this, this movie here because it's like these demons live under the island and I guess they're actually real and they displace human souls that go into some type of vat of souls, which you alluded to, Chris. Yes, I did. And the, the first, we see the first uh, uh, rabbit lizard uh, when they trick Scooby with the, the ram burgers. Yes. Uh, oh, it's like here's a bag full of free hamburgers. It's another throwaway scene in an 86 minute movie, which shouldn't have any. But <laughs> I'll be honest. I'll, I'll eat a ram burger. You, you grind up a ram. <laughs> I would 100 percent eat a ram burger. <laughs> it's also, uh, by the way, call back to vampires. It's a sack of ram burgers. It is. Yeah. Exactly. That's that's what they do in television and movies. They give you a bag of hamburgers and say, "Figure it the fuck out." Well, that's the thing is, it's just like it's just like everything else in movies. It's not as good in real life. You're not going to get a giant bag of hamburgers just anywhere. <laughs> like, can you imagine? Like, just last Saturday, I went to a Wendy's. We went, we did a drive-through Wendy's. We ate in the parking lot. It was fucking awesome. But the whole time I'm sitting there, I only have one spicy chicken sandwich. <laughs> when I could have a sack full of spicy chicken <laughs> yes, sandwiches. Well, you, they'll exactly. make you as many as you want, dude. You just tell them what to do. Yeah, I'll have right. twenty-five. <laughs> but give me five. Sack. Yeah, five spicy chicken sandwiches. Do not put them in a wrapper. Just dump them all <laughs> naked into a sack. That's yeah, just I'll what I want. Sa- I'll have the sack meal. <laughs> sack lunch, dude. Sack lunch indeed. Uh, better movie than English space. It's, it's probably not good that the sack lunch is 10 bucks, right? <laughs> they uh, they go to a, this bar at the end. Like they, They've sort of sussed out some clues yada 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 oh, uh, we should say that daphne finds the hellraiser cube which is kind yes. of odd. oh yes. thank you for making that joke because i had the same fucking note dude it's this weird thing and it's called the daemon Ritus, which is eh, whatever um it's like the mcguffin of the movie or whatever you want to call it but it looks so much like the hellraiser cube right but it, it's a triangle instead we have such wonderful scooby snacks to show you <laughs> Oh my god, what a sexy group. Guys, guys, look. I'll even take the dog. It would be awesome, dude, if they just stumbled in and it was from Hellraiser 3 and it's like he's stuck in that fucking like sculpture or whatever. <laughs> Scooby, I need blood to be released from the statue. Okay. <laughs> I'm telling you, the crossover potential was right there. It's true. I mean, they- He is not a set up bite at all. It's actually just this old... <laughs> This old uh, amusement park owner. They just ripped off Pinhead's head. Ow, <laughs> you're pulling my pins. Those are real. Those are real. <laughs> Those are real to hold on the mask. He's a <laughs> fake guy. And then he's just got pinpricks all over his head, his real head. The weird, I, the weird yep. tattooed guy does give off a butterball vibe. Uh, Rowan Atkinson's number two. Oh yes, that weird guy who's bald. He looks. Yeah, he looks. Oh, just... I thought this dude was Arnold Vosloo until like the last ten minutes <laughs> yeah. of the movie. Uh, so they go back to this bar. They're kind of sussing out clues. Uh, D- uh, Velma is working on the Damon Ritus at right at the bar. Thank you again for mentioning that. I was like, you are analyzing something that one of your friends stole <laughs> from a secret cavern underneath this resort. Maybe you don't do this at the hotel bar. Maybe that's a thing for your room. Just saying, Velma. And one, uh, some dude uh, with the, like this guy with a shitty goatee and the metal shirt is just goes up to her and is like, "Hey, how's it going? Hey, why why can't she have a dude or a lady?" 
that is fucking into her. Yes. And it's, it's not just like this repulsive nothing character. Well, the weird thing, to your point, uh, when she's, the, when we're playing around with, the, not the the joke has always been like, you know, well, Velma's a lesbian, obviously. Like, that's always like kind of been like the Gen X kind of post-modern criticism of the show. But like, uh, they, they play with that a little bit here uh, before when she's like, I'm going on a journey of self-discovery. And like, you kind of know what that is. You know what I mean? Which, but, oh, I missed that line. But that's weird because like she has more. The thing I thought, because I completely forgot this movie, was I thought that it was going to be her and Fred. That's what they kind of set up in the beginning is that yes. they're at odds. Mm-hmm. And like they made a big deal. Uh, Raja Gosnell made this big deal about how he wanted an actual couple to play Fred and Daphne. Yes, right. which makes and, no sense. It makes no sense. It, they don't. They don't. They aren't together at all. They when kiss, they at, kiss the at the end of the movie, she's like, "Oh, it's disgusting, Fred. We're in public. The fuck is this? Who cares?" It's <laughs> insane that like he cast them and they have zero chemistry together. <laughs> yes. are they still married? I like, what yeah, actually, they're, they're, so. Yeah, they're, they're still happily I married. Yeah. Am shocked. <laughs> yeah. Well, now you've just cursed them, dude. That's the thing. Still well, I, the I one so. whose voice is game. Still <laughs> the one. <laughs> Uh, this is when Sh- oh, you go. Yeah. There you go. Well, this is when the guy is like kind of asking her about like Mystery Inc. or whatever, and she decides to give a flashback from her point oh, of right. view. Oh, right, yes. And this is it's it was really weird because we were just funny enough listening to pet sounds yesterday afternoon. So the Beach Boys God Only Knows comes on. I was like, all right, this is a little too much uh repo man played a shrimp shrimp uh, Harry Dean Stanton monologue <laughs> right here. But uh so she's telling a story about like the mystery ink gang and like how it used to be and they'd solve mysteries and oh they had another member of the team with them and here we are with this fucking I have always hated Scrappy Doo. Of course, I hated yeah. Scrappy Doo since the fucking cartoons. He's obnoxious. I didn't it's mind terrible. Him. Scrappy Doo is like Scooby Doo if Scooby Doo had any agency or characterization beyond being dumb yeah. and afraid. He's he's a troublemaker, so I see why Cisco likes him. <laughs> <laughs> I do. Uh, I love this part. Um, I, I always hated. Uh, did anyone read the trivia about uh, Scrappy Doo on uh, IMDb? Absolutely not. Uh, they approached Tim Curry to play Mondavarius, but he found out that Scrappy Doo is, and he actually is this big Scooby Doo fan. Shockingly enough, he was Tim in Curry? another movie. Yes, uh, and he refused to do it because Scrappy Doo is in it, and he didn't like Scrappy Doo. What? Hey, I'm with you, Tim Curry. Good for you, man. I thought you know what it, the twist at the end of the movie is Scrappy Doo is actually the villain and that's where I'm like, no, that's what I thought Tim Curry was walking from. <laughs> yeah, that's. A- <laughs> Uh, but so like it's just, he's causing trouble in the van. They're like, "Hey, dog, will you please fucking chill out?" And this is where, I mean, you're talking highlights of cinema here, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> fucking Sarah Michelle Gellar gets a fucking uh, golden shower from a CGI dog. I can't believe it. It's an actual. You see an actual stream of piss hitting her in the chest, and this fucking movie is just Scrappy Doo slash fiction fucking Daphne piss play. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a five second clip on Pornhub. <laughs> yep, absolutely, dude. But yeah, it, it is it, it it is weird. It's it is some some like uh, uh, foley artist or not a foley a grip had to like spray fake piss on her while wearing a tennis ball suit, I guess. Yeah, just think, just imagine I'm a dog's dick right now. <laughs> yeah. Like, can you imagine that? Like, this dude, Larry or whoever, is like, I'm I'm really sorry, Ms. Geller. I gotta... All right, you're gonna get pissed on now. <sighs> I'm, sorry. Geller, I'm sorry what I did. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Ms. Geller, 
a huge Buffy fan. I think uh, 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 Hush is an amazing episode. I'm going to just, uh, this is going to be urine. So just react as if I'm peeing on you. Uh, okay. <laughs> this guy oh, deserves... Also, uh, I'm a dog. <laughs> he deserves an acting credit. The end credits is just say like dog piss played by <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> green tea. <laughs> dog piss technician. Yeah. Why not? Uh, Miss Killer, I really just, uh, I, I, I'm as uncomfortable as you are, but I want to get this one take. One take. Uh, I think we agree. One take. Hey, Raja, yeah, one I'll, take. I'll be fake pissed on exactly one time in a production. <laughs> Once per production. Was it, w- w- would it be too much to ask for an autograph? Oh, no, never mind. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, that was terribly unprofessional of me. If Netflix calls, they can dunk me and piss every episode. <laughs> so we end the show. And now for, uh, we, as we end every show here at We Hate Movies Live, Eric is dunked in piss. Good night, everybody. Splash. Eric, in yeah. the dunk tank. Kids, want to come up and throw some balls? <laughs> <laughs> Look at this, by the way. 2008, Scooby-Doo and the Goblin King. What? Voice, voicing the Goblin King, Tim Curry. Yeah. Oh, yeah, pal. Wow. How That's a that? cartoon. So long oh, as yeah. Scrappy-Doo is a dinner. <laughs> yes, because that scrappy dude was not in it. <laughs> hey, you know what? The dude's got standards, man. I fucking, uh, I totally appreciate and respect it. It's a weird, because also the weird thing, like, it's this weird, this guy's like trying to get her drunk, it feels like it's a very weird scene, like, where something gets cut out of it because, like, a monster shows up, but he's like, hey, you want another drink, babe? And she's like, yeah, sure. Okay. Yeah, he is, like, they're kind of getting wasted. And then, like, I don't, I don't understand what the motivation is here. And again, maybe one too many Scooby snacks, but like Fred starts giving some speech about monsters not being real. Yes. And he's like addressing the whole bar. Yeah. And then the, the monsters come in and start attacking. And I was like, all right. I guess never mind. This is what I think they're trying to do an interesting play on things there because it's like in the show, every monster was fake, right? And here we have real monsters and Which it's is not just... exciting. It's not exciting I at all. I mean, like, I can't believe you blew your whole fucking wad on, like, having the dude revealed at the end, you know, in the beginning yes. of your first mystery that's ending as the movie starts. Like, that, sh- I would not have complained yep. if that was just the movie. Like, that's Scooby-Doo. The fact that there's, like, actual paranoia, and it's, like, a magical cursed yep. island, much like the show Lost. Like, <laughs> it's stupid. And all these, I mean, we cannot overstress how shitty these things look and like they should be and then like they get so much play because like they're the villain the antagonist so it's like oh it, i guess it's supposed to be sort of they're sort of like gremlin-esque i would call them kind of like yeah the, they're, they're, they're like seven, seven foot gremlins yes exactly but they look like shit and yada 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 fred and fred and velma get kidnapped here um Oh my god, it's a giant gremlin. <laughs> it can crush me with its fucking green claws. <laughs> but yeah, Fred and Velma are captured, along with like a they say a bunch of other college students. Rowan Atkinson is like ripped through the floor yeah. or some shit. That's something. Yeah, Vel- no, it is indeed something. Velma has an actual my glasses. Oh moment. right, yes. right because that's how she's captured like the monster like lifts her up she does kind of a weird thing where she's like she's thinking she's in the cartoon too because she's pulling on the fucking face trying to get the mask to come off and she's just like stretching this monster's face it's very awkward it is it looks terrible it's just like the worst cgi you could imagine barely moving i forgot i forgot rowan atkinson when he gets pulled down it's like the, the the demon rabbit thing fists him 
and pulls him down with the fist still in him. You're totally right, Kevin, because I thought I was like, because like the CGI and the effects here are all like muddled and shit. I was like, is he uh, impaled by a floorboard right now? I couldn't understand what was going on, but it definitely looks like something is like puppeting him. Yes, he's up. His legs are up and he's in midair. Oh, no. (laughs) Mr. Bean gets ass fucked in this episode. I'll watch it. Uh, of course. Um, so yeah, so, uh, 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 Daphne and Shaggy are still together and, you know, they're like, oh, we got to find help. And, and, and Daphne is like, no, 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 Shaggy. Like this time we're going to be the ones who are rescuing our friends. We're always getting captured. We're going to rescue our friends. Uh, so the first way to do that is to do a little, uh, reconnaissance walking right through the middle of a Sugar Ray concert. Oh, yeah, you, oh. Have, to, you have to go find other monsters. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's true. But, like, a monster attacked Spooky Island, and the next morning, Sugar Ray still goes on. <laughs> it's crazy. Pretty odd. I also think and the worst. it's the worst of all worlds because it's, like, late period Sugar Ray. It's not even, yep. like, any of the hits. I don't know it's what not, the song is. I don't know what the fucking song is. I mean, not the good stuff, but the better stuff. It's not what was that Fly song? or Every Morning. Yeah, those are the two. Every morning. And br- 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 yeah. There's a halo hanging on the corner of my girlfriend's four-post bed. Whoa. Shut the door, babe. Don't say a word. <laughs> yep. Holy shit. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Put your arms around me, baby. Oh, yeah. Put your yeah. arms around me, baby. <laughs> See, this is what we mean when we're talking about, like, the 2000s, the worst, the worst Absolute period of, of, of human culture. But that was like trash Sugar Ray from the late 90s. This is like 2002. What well, are you still doing see, here? <laughs> I guess that's the thing is decades bleed together, right, folks? So the late 90s into, I don't know, everything's still shit. Fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> late 90s forward is just pure shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. 99, 99 was the pinnacle of culture that's all been downhill. <laughs> you know what? I guess the past wasn't any good either. So, you know, it's fuck all human history. Anyway, um, Scooby-Doo. I do love Mark McGrath is like, serenading uh Daphne right here. Yeah. Uh and she's like kind of into it or whatever. Um so they do discover Fred is hanging out at like a beer pong table or something and now the whole thing is like I feel like the direction is like okay Fred, like now that you've been turned into this monster, you're just a bro now. Uh-huh. And that's the joke. All right. <laughs> and uh, okay, so and also Alinda, uh, I swear to god we're not being weird. Um your outfit is changing because your monster self wants to show more of its human skin. You buy that, Linda? <laughs> well, even if you don't, that's what contracts are for. Now get out there. <laughs> this uh, this la- la- late period outfit is nuts. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. Oh, this is also... Um, well, so they're like racing around the island and... Uh, some dude, what is, th- there's a dude that like jumps at them like he's fucking Nightcrawler. That's Sugar Ray, isn't it? Oh, is no, it, that's not, is it Mark them, McGrath? Yeah. Mark McGrath, they all turn into they Nightcrawlers. They're monsters, yeah. Oh, that's right, because I remember there's a crazy shot of like the bass player making this like weird face, and I was like, oh man, now like the other guys in Sugar yeah. Ray are getting close-ups? That so, sucks. I guess the idea is Mark McGrath and the other guys, uh, the other, the Sugars and the Rays, they're <laughs> all in this soul vat, and they're, they've been replaced by these demons. Yes. Um, also replaced by a demon is Mary Jane. She's like a secret monster. It's a weird thing where, like, Shaggy and Scooby and her 
are like riding these quads trying to escape. And well, Shaggy and Scooby steal these squad quads to get away from these dudes. And then like they pick her up and she he like Scooby sees her like demon face or whatever. Like and a branch hits her face, which is pretty, <laughs> oh, pretty funny. Right. <laughs> yeah, it sort of like discombobulates the monster's disguise or whatever. Um, and Scooby sees it and they kind of get into a a little bit of a fight here. This sort of like, you know, breaks them up a little bit because Scooby's like, hey man, I'm pretty sure your girlfriend's a fucking crazy monster. And, you know, he and he and Shaggy kind of get into it here. This is just about around the time where I'm saying this movie is too long. <laughs> Even though it's yep. 85 minutes. Well, yeah, I, this is you, getting a little tedious here. And do you, do you guys remember the line that the dog has here to the human here? No, what's that? That he's whipped. Yep. Oh, right. Ripped. <laughs> he's ripped, Eric. He's, he's yes, because because uh, he's like, lay off Scoob or whatever. Like, she's my lady. And, and oh, he's like, right. you're fucking whipped. And I'm like, no, thanks, Rick, Two, that, 2002, great. <laughs> yeah, movies that's for guys that's who a... like movies, Scooby-Doo. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's a fucking, that's for the Spike TV crowd, dude, you know, right there. We were talking about Pluto TV all over this goddamn episode. There's Spike, somehow Spike resurfaced. Because <laughs> it is all, there's multiple Spike channels on there. Yeah, it's it's a problematic playground to, I, to be in. The, uh, my favorite line is when Scooby says, Rose before Rose. <laughs> <laughs> um, there is a funny thing here where Matthew Lillard is talking to Mary Jane and he's going to go. I think he's like investigating a cave or something like that. And it's Matthew Lillard actually saying, I'll be right back, which I think uh, is kind of yeah, funny. Yeah, that's a little something for the scream heads in the audience, for sure. Yeah, that, that was, I was like, hey, look at that. All right. Uh, and uh, he goes in and he finds this vat of souls. He picks up, uh, first he picks up Fred. It's pretty funny um, where Fred pretends he's, uh, or thinks he was dosed. He's like, somebody put something in my drink last night, man. You got to talk me down. I'm like, all right. Oh, right. That that made me kind of laugh. I'll, I'll be that honest. was something. Cr- uh, I, oh, I think though doesn't Velma go first because oh, right. we're talking. She like has to explain to Shaggy what's going on, and she's like, "Jinkies! I think my protoplasm is." And yeah. I'm like, "What are we doing?" <laughs> oh god! And this is this is this scene right here. This magical pool or whatever is when the movie solidifies that we actually are dealing with paranormal yes, shit. Yeah. And, and I'm just like. No, man. That's not I the wanted, thing that I showed up to watch. I wanted these, like, you know, roided out gremlins to be like some superior fucking robot thing with a fucking person inside them. Yes. But- not actual monsters and souls. We're, we're, what are we, Shang Tsung all over the place here? <laughs> but why? Yeah. Ex- but why think of a good reason or a good reveal when you can just stupid? <laughs> you can always just stupid, and they often do that. Dumb gonna dumb, dude. You're right. Uh, but yeah, so he's like, all right, if I pull these fucking like shrunken head soul balls out of this pool and let them go, they fly back into the body of the person they belong to is the idea. So, he, And this is the fucked up thing because he's pulling out these heads and he's like, all right, there's Velma, there's Fred. And he's looking for Daphne and he pulls out some other girl and he's like, the, the head is like, oh, please save me or whatever. And he's like, sorry, I'm looking for my friends and puts this girl back in. <laughs> yeah. No, just rip yeah. them all out until no. the pool's empty. 
It's such a weird <laughs> moment in the movie. He's like, no, no, no. You go back to being whatever this uh, uh, eternal trap is. Well, you know here. what? It's your classic, like, you know, Shaggy was a stoner in his 20s. He's now in his early 30s. Like, I got mine, man. All I care <laughs> about is my me and my friends. <laughs> oh, right. He's just giving a speech about family, drinking Corona and barbecuing. <laughs> well, he's Gen X, right? He's monstrously selfish <laughs> yeah he's really excited about sebado going back on tour are they no i'm kidding oh all right. Damn. um <laughs> so this is when we get some body switch humor that's kind of fun right um that's what you oh, want yeah, sure what the fuck Daf- daphne goes into fred's body fred goes into daphne's body hilarity ensues they have to go they wind up all walking in a circle going in a circle the whole gang gets back together you go steve let me let me let me stop you right there for a second because isn't it funny to have like a woman with a man's voice and a man with a woman's voice i'm slapping my dad knee right now it's just like it doesn't you know if you're switch bodies you you know wouldn't the voices wouldn't you i'm in fred's body i talk like fred fucker and and immediately like they all it, the sexualization will never stop because like once uh fred's and sarah michelle's body's like hey look at these fucking tits and i'm like come on yeah, he's like i could play with myself all day <laughs> okay i mean so one first of all if that happened to any of us that's exactly how we'd react we would just wouldn't publicize it and well i wouldn't way. do it in a fucking children's movie well that's exactly <laughs> that was the point too was there's there are different body swap I, movies in where that would i, 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 I might guess. not tell tell my dog friend about it <laughs> Like, yeah, exactly. Like, yes, sure. Uh, you know, I actually get body swapped in a situation, absolutely. But if I'm in a, in a program for children, I'm not going to be like, oh, shit, I can't wait to flick my but, fucking I mean, bead. To, listen, to a degree, you are you are swapping into someone you presumably respect or <laughs> exactly, whatever. Yes. Are you really going to defile their body to, like, such lengths immediately after Eric, this transfer? Eric, if you and I swap bodies, it would be less than two minutes before I looked at your penis. <laughs> You know what? I don't know, man. I, we'll, we'll see. But the two I just, of you, sh- I just feel like I feel like there should be some mutual respect between this gang. I see there's none here, but <laughs> between the Scooby Gang, I would hope. Well, they're all ex coworkers, man. You know. Uh, so they wind up going in a circle, and like there's this funny gag, funny uh, gag where everyone keeps going into each other's bodies. Do you want to know how this originally ended? By the way, gang bang. No, uh, close. <laughs> Stephen King gangbang. <laughs> oh, we got to get that fucking turtle to help us out, man. We got a gangbang. Oh, hey, there's the turtle. Uh, it is um, apparently yada, yada, yada. Daphne and Velma could not uh, uh, switch back. They're in each other's bodies. And the only one they, way they could do it, you guys, they got a kiss. Uh, oh! No, are you fucking kidding that me? That was James Gunn's famed R-rated cut, or I don't nice. know if they filmed it or it was on the script. And right. It was just like, is James Gunn jacking off to his 70s? Yeah. And look, you know what? I understand, like, you were sexualized by Scooby-Doo as a kid. I understand. Like, that happens. No, no, totally yeah. get it. No, but no, you're you making a movie for children. No, 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 you don't understand. I'm not a pervert. I'm not a pervert at all. I'm just paying homage to... Cruel intentions. <laughs> uh, it's oh. not really me just wanting to look at women kiss, kiss. Um, no, it's just this movie I love called Cruel Attentions that isn't terrible. And what's funny is uh, way to give up the ghost, dude. Like <laughs> we all know what you're doing. Exactly. You don't have to hit it that directly on the head, man. <sighs> 
That's what the porno See, parodies and, are and for. The, this, and the thing is, it's like I would be fine with that if the dudes also kissed. But I know if the dudes kissed, in the, the they would write in like ew or whatever. But exactly. like, dude, just give me fucking full on cruel intentions. Dudes making out in Scooby Doo. That, that would I, be. I'd be. That's a way to save this idea. <laughs> I, think I would probably say right. uh, prediction. Lillard was game. Uh, Freddie Prince Jr. Not so much. Yeah, probably. that's a prediction. That's just a prediction. I don't know. Uh, this also guaranteed James Gunn definitely didn't write that part. Of it, so. <laughs> <laughs> the the sort of last act is we're going to do a siege on the the whatever the the the, the cave where all these monsters are. We we get some more exposition from Miguel and Nunez Jr. who says, "Oh, there's an e- ancient ritual that's going to happen tonight, and you if you don't stop it, monsters are going to rule the world for a thousand years." Again, stakes not what I want in a Scooby Doo movie. I want just. Oh fuck! Something is going creepy in this old house. What's? How are we going to solve it? I will never around by a ghost. Yeah, I mean that's what I don't understand. This happens so much with television properties that are brought into motion picture life. From this down to like they do this in the fucking Ducktales movie. The Ducktales show is they go on these little like pseudo high stakes adventures here and there. Some of them take place in Duckburg. Some of them don't, whatever. But like the movie where it's like now there's this all powerful genie voiced by Christopher Lloyd and he's destroying the, you know, McDuck mansion all. And you're just like, why are the stakes that high? Why are the stakes this high in this movie? Why is it always like these little TV characters that were always like solving mysteries in sleepy, quiet towns now are tasked with saving the entire world and human race? Like, don't do that shit. The tone should be you get you know what you want to make this movie good. What you do, you fucking a get a real dog. (laughs) B you get Richard Linklater in here. And you oh. make dazed and confused, but Dog with hood? but with the Scooby Gang, and just have a little mystery in the background, because it should be, be something a hangout feel. Like that's yes. what I mostly what I got from the cartoons was like kind of a hang. Like we're hanging out, and yeah, we're solving mysteries too. But we're mostly just hanging out. We're just friends. We're making silly yeah. sandwiches. He'll get call up Link later. He'll do it. Uh, no I won't (laughs) (laughs) I think part of the problem and this is like the quintessential Hollywood thinking is like oh well no one's going to come out to see them save a sleepy town they've seen that on the cartoon forever this is a movie exactly it's got to be big it's a big movie it's a Hollywood movie All right, they're saving the world chicks are kissing it's all going on Uh, and so they wind up going, uh, infiltrating his little castle or cave or whatever the fuck the idea is they're going to use a, a, a disco skull to refract sunlight, and destroy all the monsters. Everyone's, uh, dressing up to, uh, fit in with the monsters. And, it, and we, we, we all noticed Zangief is involved in this, right guys? Zangief is just like one of the like cave hoodlums or whatever. Shaggy, save yourself. <laughs> Shaggy, go save yourself. Who- the actor who portrayed Zangief in Street Fighter 1994. Yes, probably. And also uh, uh, Leatherface in those Texas Chainsaw movies, yeah. I believe. Oh, that's those newer ones. Yeah. Ooh, never that's, saw those ones. You're fine. You're, you're totally yep. fine for the rest of your life. No need to do it. Um, around here is like, yes, they all they decide we're going to go in. We're going to team back up. There is a thing where like at the airport, Shaggy tried to get them to do like a all hands. Oh, in. Right, yeah. Whoa, kind of a thing. They refused to do it at the airport. They do it here. And it's followed immediately by the absolute worst line in the movie. There is oh, like I know a, it's the camera fucking tilts up. Linda Cardellini 
almost like pseudo extreme close up right here. The world stops dead and she goes, let's get jinky with it. <laughs> and let me tell you, gentlemen, it is just like that gag on The Simpsons. If you pause it just right, you can see part of her soul leaving her body forever. <laughs> she never got it back after she said, let's get jinky with it for money. It's so fucking terrible. And like yeah, 2002, terrible. when was Let's Get Jiggy With It? Isn't that also old by that yeah, point? Yeah, so that's like 99. It's got to be. Because it wasn't it on the Willennium? It was It was part of the Willennium. It was. Well, that's yeah. the thing. When the Willennium hit, time stopped for like 10 years, and it was just 1999 <laughs> every year. <laughs> oh, God. What horror. <laughs> Millennium. Oh, no, it's Robbie Williams. <laughs> <laughs> I always wonder, we will want to hate and I'm an under sarcasm in my eyes. You know way more Robbie Williams than I do. Just dude. that song, man. Yeah, getting jiggy with it. Uh, <laughs> 1998. Oh, yeah, that's for sure. Oh, it, uh, excuse me, though. It was not on Willennium. It was on, uh, it was the third single from Big Willie Style. Oh, of course. That album was huge <sighs> when I was in grade school. Huge. Massive, <laughs> massively huge. I mean, it is. Big Willie. It's a tragedy when you when an actress has to do that, say a line like that. And that's the kind of thing that leads you to have to play the wife of a character played by Jeremy Renner. Dude, <laughs> it is a funny thing. And thank you, Chris, because I was going to bring this up. It's like she... She took like three years away from acting. I mean, she probably made small stuff. She came back as the mom to end all moms. She's like momming all over the place now. She's like 35. It's like, it's, it's kind of silly. <laughs> um, she, I mean, she's great on that uh, Dead to Me show on Netflix. We haven't started the second but, season. I mean, but, uh, don't even say it, but Freaks and Geeks is the best. Oh, yeah. sure. Oh, yeah, sure. I yeah. Mean, well, that's she, she, she was, was oh, so she's great. Yeah. yeah. She was like a teenager. Th- beat, 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 and now she's mom. Like, it was just well, like this I mean, weird. She's in her forties now, I think. Yeah, so. I mean, that's she's fair. turning fifty this year. Actually. Turning fifty? Wow, I didn't know that. Uh, the- or, uh, did I do that math right? <laughs> uh, no, sorry, nope. she's turning forty-five. Okay, okay. All right, yeah, that's <laughs> 40, forty-five years of age. But also, isn't she a wife in Brokeback Mountain? No, you're, that's uh, Anne Hathaway. Who is she in Brokeback Mountain? Then I don't think she's in Brokeback. Is she? Or? She's one hundred percent in Brokeback. Oh, okay, Mountain. she played the mountain. Yeah. <laughs> oh, of course, Randy Quaid's daughter. No, <laughs> or maybe she like tried to. Maybe she was like one of the people that was like trying to hit on somebody. I haven't seen Brokeback in a long time. Maybe she's one of the wives, but I always thought it was Anne Hathaway and Michelle Williams. Yeah, those are the two wives. I don't know. Oh, you know what? She might be David Harbor and Jake Gyllenhaal are about to fuck in that movie, and they. Uh, and Dave Harbour has a wife. I think that might be her. Got it. Oh, okay. Wow. Well, just I, reminding me, like, I really need to revisit that movie. I remember really liking it. Great movie. Yeah, uh, yeah I haven't seen it in ages. She's kind of a bummer. It's not her fault, but the, the storyline kind of sucks. Her part in Mad Men is just kind of like a retread yeah. and not it's just it's it, again like she's totally good at it yada 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 it's what just, is she's like a teacher he doesn't fuck or something no she's a a woman that lives in his building that he's secretly fucking and it's just sort of like oh is that the there's a bit of shenanigans where like she's going out the like back door yes. of his apartment mm-hmm. and the husband's knocking on the door okay yeah it's just, i do remember that it's just not that's great. by the time he's in what is don draper's sickest fucking oh dude pad. that is a place that <laughs> yes. is a, that is God. a place i would sell my literal soul for <laughs> it's <laughs> Can you say uh, getting jinky with it? <laughs> <laughs> now, Stephen, just say this right into the camera, and your Madison Avenue apartment will be right. Oh, dude, I'd be getting jinky with it all over the place. Yeah, I would 100% say I would that shit in my money. pants on camera and look at the camera like, <laughs> I jinkied myself just to live in that apartment. Oh, I would jink off on camera. I'll say it. Um, so, so, yeah, they're like preparing to do this whole thing. Shaggy fucks it up because he like 
puts a carabiner in the wrong spot and he goes flying. He fucking falls on a dude uh, who he knocks out and like steals his uniform or whatever. Classic uh, gag there. He finds Scooby, who's, we should say Scooby, they are preparing to sacrifice him. Rowan Atkinson has been like, uh, oh, hey, Scooby, like, here's some food for you. By the way, I'm going to, he says, Scooby-Doo, I'm going to sacrifice you. And Scooby doesn't know what the word sacrifice means. So he's like totally on board for all this free food. I think it's hilarious. It's a, it's a funny gag. Ooh, sacrifice. Like, yeah, yeah. It's, it's kind of like, it's a, it's a real Scooby-Doo, like Homer Simpson moment. Exactly. It made me laugh. I mean, um, it's it's a gag. It's a it's a gag. Yeah. yeah. I don't uh, know about. La- I mean, I feel like this movie just pained me to watch. Personally, <laughs> I don't think I laughed once. I was just sitting there, like Bruno Gans in a bunker. <laughs> <laughs> um, but so fr- there's there's like a, some sort of like dance that's going on for the ritual. Uh, and they are outed because Fred fucks it up. Yeah. And tries to cover it with the worst like. Y'all forgot the next part of the dance, and he's doing the electric slide, and dude, my asshole closed for business. <laughs> I, it was like clenched town. This is so embarrassing. It is. It's it's a it's a jinky with it kind of an embarrassment. It really is, dude. But I mean, the electric slide's even older. You're not at a fucking bad wedding. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> it's so awful. But um. So anyway, yeah, they're trying to uh, save him. They can't figure out what to do. Scooby's being brought in to be sacrificed, and Shaggy is one of the guys like holding him, and he's like, hey, Scoob, uh, we're friends, right? You got to trust me here. Uh, sacrifice is not a great word in this in this context. Yeah. Uh, they're you know, they're going to do some bad things, man. We got to do what we do best and get out of here. Um, and they try to like run. Meanwhile, this machine that he has... Uh, it's like a claw machine looking thing that just steals people's souls by impaling their chest. Mm-hmm. Again, a little, little dark for the, my Scooby film, honestly. Yeah. yeah, my big note on the script would be like, don't kill Scooby-Doo, the, na- the, the lovable character at the title. Dude, like, when, yeah. when he like dies and you look at this dead dog fucking CGI puppet, it's rough, man. It is <laughs> Dude, a rough it's ride. A, it's a slumped over pile of cartoon and I could not take it. Rough ride. <laughs> Um, but so there's a bunch of shenanigans right here, yada yada yada. Uh, Rowan Atkinson like gets hit or whatever, and they're like, "Oh wow, we got him!" And then he's like malfunctioning, and it's like, "What a robot!" His chest opens, and it's fucking Scrappy Doo there, man. And goddamn, that sucks. <laughs> it terrible. just sucks. I mean, it's just a dumb reveal. Like, okay, like I just don't care. And as a Scrappy defender, I, you know, obviously I don't like the turn for this character, even though I don't remember the character that well. I'm <laughs> you like, feel yeah. betrayed a little <laughs> bit? Yeah, but it's just like I just feel like it's it's it's. I guess they want to establish that like someone who knew the gang is betraying them or whatever, but I just don't give a fuck. And Well, it's just a winky I, thing because most people you know, don't like Scrappy as like, oh, that guy always sucked, blah, blah, he ruined the show in that like super Gen X-y hang a hat out of it way. And that's what I guess that sort of is. Yeah, and it's just obnoxious because like if they didn't bother with any of that flashback stuff or this the uh, the prologue with them like breaking up after solving a more traditional mystery, like if they didn't bother with any of that, you wouldn't have to acknowledge it. It should have been a thing where like, the fucking end of this movie, if you absolutely have to, the end of this movie is like there's a stinger. Here's Scrappy-Doo, and he's fucking doing something. Yes, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, just mm-hmm. putting him immediately in this movie and making him, like, the villain of this, it's just like, it is it is just too much, yep. ladies and gentlemen. 
and look, whatever. He also, speaking of uh, your point, Chris, uh, Son of the Mask, he turns into a hulking dog here. Oh. This is dumb. It's gross. What are it. you doing? Like, this was the plan. He's harvesting all these souls to, like, get fucking jacked like Bane. <laughs> Oh, yes. <laughs> I set you up for it. Come on. You got to do it. <laughs> I don't know. It, just, it, it looks fucking terrible. They, they, so they knock over. Uh, oh, here's, I found it in my notes. Here is where she sounds exactly like Buffy. She is fighting that luchador. Yes. And the luchador like falls backwards over a well and he's kind of like holding himself up precariously. And she goes, now who's the damsel in distress? Yes, and like yeah. kicks him down the well. Right. And I'm like, that's a fucking Buffy line. Dude. Which is also, it's a callback to earlier in the film, the luchador grabs her and he's like laughing. He's like, ha ha ha, damsel in distress. Oh, you're a damsel <laughs> in distress. Oh, yes. You She's were like, born distress. in distress. <laughs> uh, so whatever, Sorry. the fucking vat spills over. All the ghosts fly out. The disco ball comes out, kills all the monsters. And I believe it's, is it Shaggy who's like, you're a bad puppy and rips the, the heart out of this thing. <laughs> no. He rips it right out of this monster. It's fucking crazy. And then all these souls are like departing the island and flying all over the world, which means, by the way, because we've seen what happens when the soul goes back into the body. The monster pops back out. Yeah. So they tip over this vat of like all these previous spooky island guests. And they all fly back to wherever the the owners are of the souls, right? That means there's like this fucking epidemic of like monsters all over the world. Especially, yeah, if it's dark, you know what I mean? Time zones, it's probably dark somewhere else, you know what I mean? Oh, you, you got to take into account time zones, dude. <laughs> is is the next movie them like painstakingly hunting them down, like fucking like Magneto hunting Nazis in South America? It's not. They're, no, they're actually the second movie takes place back in Coolsville. Yeah. They're solving like a local mystery that's actually more kind of in line with the show, sort of. I agree, yeah. but it's a, a much worse m film if you can imagine. What? No, yeah. I, um, I literally cannot the, imagine a worse. My movie. favorite part <laughs> is when Velma finds real Rowan Atkinson and he looks like he's singing for the Flaming Lips. <laughs> Oh, when they pull him out of the floor? Yeah. He looks like a fucking end of days Saddam Hussein right here. They're fucking pulling him out of the bunker. Speaking of bunkers. They're going to fucking topple a statue and fucking hang him. <laughs> I wish that happened to fucking Scrappy Doo in this movie, man. <laughs> like, that's the thing. Like, you see Scrappy at the end of the... So that's it. That, the mystery I'm a solves. legitimate head of state. <laughs> Scrappy's getting put in, like, some fucking squad car. He's like, so they're going to put this dog down? Oh, absolutely. Like, what's going you on? have to. You know, or if you to. take out Scrappy Doo, you're just going to create a power vacuum that might be even worse <laughs> than Scrappy. Exactly. Yep. Yep. That's right, dude. It's all fun and games when you're initially pulling that statue down. But guess what? Shaggy thinks it's mission accomplished. It is not, my friend. <laughs> yes, yeah, sure. Scrappy, you know, he killed like a couple dozen people in trying to perfect this possession technology. <laughs> but you know what? He kept the place together. Spooky Island was like a, a place you could walk around. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, you could visit. It was fine. You know, you don't go out when the sun's down, but, uh, you know. Uh, so, yeah, so Rowan Atkinson is alive. Everyone's hugging, blah, blah, blah. Scrappy goes off. Scrappy... As the door is shutting on the helicopter, says son of a bitch, and they make it like a, it's like a, a swear joke you didn't hear the swear Oh, from. right, yes. Yeah, it's like, I'm gonna, and it's like, close the door. Yeah. And it's a dumbass, we have got a dumbass sequel setup where, like, they're being interviewed by the press, and Fred learns his lesson, he's like, actually, Velma came up with the whole plan, no, you gotta no, ask her. Sorry, 
I wish he said that. He says, the Velmster can take it from here. <laughs> oh, because that's a dumb thing from like earlier in the movie where she's talking about how like everyone's got nicknames or whatever. And it's like, well, yours, if you had one, would be the Velmster. So, yeah, he, he puts it in use here. And they're like, oh, do you have any quest- uh, comments on the mud ball ghoul in London? Oh, they say. So it's like Mystery Inc. is back in the saddle, blah, blah, blah. And then you have this obnoxious like. The movie's over. It's like directed by Raja Gosnell, written by James Gunn. Cue oh, wait, Baha no, it's, Men. Yeah, oh, Baha Men. This was the second fucking time. <sighs> Man, oh, I can't, I can't remember what we were watching. But the other day, we were watching a movie, and a song came on. And I said to Chelsea, I was like, is that the Baha Men? <laughs> and sure enough, it was. And then just last night, this song comes on. I was like, was that the Baja Men? <laughs> I looked it up. I was like, "Holy shit! Two soundtracks in one weekend! I can't even believe it!" Oh, two was soundtracks in, uh... in the same week. <laughs> oh no, no, I remember that totally. There's a Baja Men song in No Country for Old Men. <laughs> oh yes, of course. <laughs> who let the dogs out, friendo? <laughs> who who let them? Well, who let them well, out? Carla Jean, I'm fixing to do something stupid. Might let the dogs out. <laughs> Having a dream where I, my father was riding on a horse next to the Baja men, drove off into the friscalating dusk light. <laughs> tell my mother I let the dogs out. <laughs> well, I guess I'll tell uh, myself. This, uh, this dumbass fucking, it's not even a stinger scene because like there's two credits and it goes back to the movie. Yeah. And it's just like Shaggy and Scooby, I guess still at this resort. Sure. Uh, eating hot peppers in a contest is the idea. Yeah. You know what? Yeah, yeah, because that Dumb and Dumber, it was like a decade ago. We can do this. (laughs) And it, man, I got to tell you, when it ends, this neon green, almost Comic Sans font we're using. It's gross. It's a a rough ride. It's offensive. Uh, As someone that (laughs) likes fonts, that's offensive. Uh, but that is the end of this movie. Uh, would oh. anybody recommend Scooby Doo Colin the movie? I, I would. It's you know what? It's a light recommend for me. It's uh. it's a time capsule for sure of the early aughts. Do you need to know how terrible this is? I do also <laughs> feel like, and I, I, I could hear them now. I can imagine being a little kid when this movie came out and really right. loving it and playing the fucking tape out and still finding things that I like about it. Much like I am with like the movie The Mask or most of early Jim Carrey. You know what I mean? Like yes. Yeah. Baby shit for babies that just gets seeped into your brain. That I can see <laughs> there are worse things in this category, but it is just a pale uh imitation of Josie the Pussycats. A light recommend for me. And Lillard uh, is Cabin. Lillard is great, but I, I agree that Matthew Lillard is great, but the rest of this is Quint at the chalkboard. It's just like non-fucking-stop screeching in my ear. Yep. I hate this so much, I can't even tell you. Uh, so that's a no? That's a big no from me. No, no, no qualifiers on this one. I'm not going to mitigate it. This Fuck this movie. Gotcha. Uh, Eric I'm Siska? I'm with the Chris Cabin delegation here. Delegation? Delegation here. Um... I fucking hate this. This might have been one of the worst movies I've watched for this program. I re- I hated every single second of what transpired on screen. Sure, Matthew Lillard is good, but not like this. Not like this. So, so there's a big no for me. Uh, I'm kind of in Camp Sadak this week, man. Um, I, I definitely agree with you, Steve. If you... We're born, you know, between the years like 1990 and 1996. Yep. Uh, you might have some uh, like childhood memories of this or whatever. And I, you know, I, I get it. It's totally fine. Uh, I do think 
Lillard is great. And I, I, you know, I think honestly that that's almost enough alone for me to just recommend it as a thing, not as like a sit down and watch the movie, Definitely but not. as a, like I'm doing something else. Uh, and I need something, you know, I want some background whatever on because like everything else about this is very disappointing. Um, also credit to Linda Cardellini. I do think she is uh, good sure. uh, as Velma, yeah. but just overall oof. I have to say though, as far as what like metric systems uh, or like rating systems or whatever that uh, Apple uses to uh, sort of list stuff in the order when you search for things. So I have an Apple TV. I do the voice search on the uh, remote. So I just said Scooby-Doo. The first thing that came up was, well, it was Scoob and then this movie. And then like fucking 40 years of cartoon specials. And then the sequel was at like the back of the list. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, dude. Uh, Pretty, pretty shitty there. Um, But yeah, I don't know. Super light recommend when you're doing other shit i guess but that's gonna do it for week one of the 2020 we hate movies summer blockbuster extravaganza this was scooby-doo the movie directed by raja gosnell uh so as always here on we hate movies there is another episode right around the corner next tuesday ready and waiting for you and of course the summer blockbuster extravaganza is just getting started steve sadak what are we talking about next week steven somers the mummy Oh, this one was a long time coming. You got Brendan Fraser, mm-hmm. Arnold Vosloo. Yep. Rachel Weiss, man. Now, yep. Early I times. feel like me remembering this movie, it's a WHM. For you guys, is it a WL? Like, where we stand on the money? I've always been an H on this, and I'm actually kind of glad that we're quarantined right now because I feel like people are going to throw rocks at us in the streets for this one. <laughs> I, it is a it is a popular app, a popular movie. I like the movie. I watched it very uh, about uh, what, like five months ago, something like that. Late really? 2019. You just and, go through uh, the summer's filmography, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I was very interested. I, I I'm a completist there. Yeah, well, it is the, uh, it is summer. <laughs> the H and W, the H and L, uh, kind of are meaningless. We've done hard target on the whm feed and that movie's perfect <laughs> yes <laughs> truly exactly yeah i will say i'm pretty sure i've seen this movie in excess of 25 times oh wow no it I, was it was a dvd title just i think i really feel like it's one and done it never connected with me i did not like it for some reason maybe i'll be uh proven wrong yeah i'm it'll be interesting i'm curious to rewatch same. It. i'm very excited for this reevaluation. but before we go we should mention that all of our t public profits now you, uh, we have a merch store. If you go to our, our go to whmpodcast.com, click on merch, you'll be taken to the T Public store. We've decided every single dollar we get through that this year is being donated to Black Lives Matter adjacent uh, charities. And we also have a link on the website if you don't want to do merch, which is totally understandable, and just give it to one of those charities. Absolutely. So check out all that stuff. Uh, We will be uh, continuing, of course, uh, offerings this week. We have uh, a Melrose 210 coming up on Thursday. We're talking about a a ridiculous Allison-centric Melrose Place episode. And then do not forget, gang, this Friday... If you are not a patron yet to our Patreon, you might want to get on that patreon.com slash we hate movies because that's right. We are finally dropping what I think is the most anticipated commentary we've announced yet. The Catsmentary. It is in the can. It is ready to go this Friday. Take yourself into the weekend by watching a really shitty movie with us. Uh, so that will be on the How Patreon funny is feed. that, by the way? We just talked about a movie about a dog, and now we got the Catsman Terry. <laughs> That's exactly, true. dude. It's just, we're, we're getting all sorts of animals here on We Hate Movies. And we got Melrose Place, where we're talking about Billy. He's a fucking Shit. dumb ape. This show's a regular <laughs> barnyard, right, Chris? Yes, indeedy. 
<laughs> so all that to come. So until next week when the summer blockbuster extravaganza rolls on with Steven Somers' The Mummy, I'm Andrew Jupin. Raven Raider. Eric Siska. Chris Raven. Raven Reezy. That was a HeadGum Podcast.